Hey guys, what's up? It's Tara Reed here, and this is for the Slumber Party Massacre. Sounds scary. Anyway, so I heard that you guys are having a group of girls that you guys get together and watch horror films, and you have sleepovers, and it's really fun, and then you have slumber parties, and you call yourselves the Slumber Party Massacre. <laughs> Shout out for Lacey. I burnt like my nipples. Heather. Uh, I've been jailed down before too. Carly. I'm going to go with Bea Coxon. Nikki. Because I sucked all of the air out of this plastic (laughs) bag. And Rebecca. And I'm not a puker, man, but I dashed it down the hallway and just tossed my cookies, man. And that you also love Urban Legend. And thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate you. I love that you love your horror films. And I love being an urban legend. And I really appreciate you. Thank you. Ciao. Bye. You are cordially invited to attend episode six of the Slumber Party Massacre podcast. I am Lacey Liu. I feel like kind of the host with the most as I'm wearing my Beetlejuice shirt today. <laughs> with me, I have uh, somebody whose celebrity status just keeps rising. Um, she won the silver bolo uh, from Joe Bob 
Rebecca Reinhardt, what's up? Yes, well, I didn't win it. My podcast and oh, our whole SOV horror family won it. Yes, but that was pretty freaking awesome. And I have to say that I missed it because I was watching the whole thing. And then my dog had to go out to pee and I had to clean up pee. And I came back in and my phone was blowing up and everybody's like, oh my God, they just, is that your show? Is that your show they talked about? I was like, did I seriously just miss like the coolest thing ever? <laughs> Still really cool though. And at least it's like recorded on, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I've seen it a million times. And then we have the girl who hates the cold but lives in Canada, Heather Powell. <laughs> hey, talkie. Nice to be here. Happy to see you guys again. Happy to talk about our feature presentation later. Can't wait to get to that one. And then another person, celebrity, who was rising here, um, who was just cast in a film, uh, Carla, a.k.a. Carla, Carly. <laughs> yes, I told them to uh, put Carla in the credits for the film. That's you did not. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I still could, though. Funny story, Nikki actually thought <laughs> that your name was Carla. Oh. Yeah, awkward. in the last the last episode, every time I'm calling you Carla, I legit was trying to respect the change in your name. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, I, I, we were all cracking up because you were, like, being so serious about it, and I thought yes. I was just playing up the joke, like, oh, I'm so sorry, Carla. Yeah, you, you think, like, she's like, I'm grown up now. I don't want to use my nickname anymore, and you're respectful about it. <laughs> And we also have the girl who has no scent for uh, the Scentsy Mocha Doodle, apparently, uh, Nikki Williams. Yo, I hope everyone is a happy camper, unlike some people we will be talking about today. <laughs> no, so Nikki came over, we finished watching, uh, we watched our feature presentation, and we watched uh, Return to Sleepaway Camp last night. And I was like, do you like the smell of my Scentsy? And she was like, and I, I bought us like Mexican food for dinner, and she's like, um, all I can smell is Mexican. What kind of scentsy did you put in? And I was like, mocha doodle. And Nikki said? I, I said, well, I can't smell no mocha and I can't smell no doodle. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Lisa was like, what? And I said, I can't smell no mocha and I can't smell no doodle. And then she proceeded to tell me I was a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Mocha Doodle is the best. It smells like the coffee tree, like that you used to be able to smell in the malls, like in the early '90s. That's what uh, it smells like, and I don't know how she didn't smell it. I don't get it. Like her, I think her scent is broken. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we had a bunch of like food sitting in front of us, so I smelled all the Mexican food, and the scentsy was clear across the room. <laughs> well, but it's supposed to smell up the whole room, though. That's the point of the scentsy. Well. I can't help how my nose wanted to react to that. She's like, look, I, I smelled tacos and I smelled enchiladas <laughs> and that <laughs> was it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's get into some fan mail here. We just have a little bit. Uh, we'll start with Dave Z's post. Um, he said, okay, here's some feedback. Rebecca, I also listened to my latest episode right before I record the next one. So I can remember what we said, laugh alone. I agree with you on Orphan not being included because of reasons. Shut up, Dave. <laughs> and I wish I had the chance that she had without the murder and stuff. And then he posted pictures as well. So he said, pick A, Lacey's impersonation of Mike Merriman sounds just like the character from South Park. 
Nathan yeah. Kidd. <laughs> it does. A lesson for everyone that this episode reaffirmed, edibles creep on you. Carly or Carla, excuse me, please refer to picture B if you don't have time to wipe your butt and officially license exploding heads mud flap will do. Nikki, it was a pleasure to hear you grow as a podcast host, and it was more noticeable in this episode. Keep up the good work. And then he proceeded to go into spoilers. Hang on, I just lost it. I need to address the Girl Talk game. I picked everyone right except Lacey, and that's because I thought Bad Girls Club was a podcast, and she probably wouldn't have turned down an offer like that. What does that even mean, Dave? Like, I well, want to know. Was, yeah, he probably, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what Bad Girls Club is either. What? So, I mean, you know, no, I don't. But, yeah, like, I mean, I could see that if it's, like, Bad Girls Club is, like, some kind of podcast. Yeah. But he's wrong, though. He got mine wrong. He did. Because he proceeds funny. to go through all of them. And I'm like, no, Dave, that was one of my truths. <laughs> <laughs> He said, Heather's honesty was a giveaway because she repeatedly used the word quasi in her final destination accident description. Well, and nobody heard me cares. talk about that on my other podcast. He already knew. In all <laughs> fairness, Dave, I know you're lying because you heard it on another podcast. <laughs> oh, he's getting he's getting smack talked here. I know. <laughs> and nobody cares about Larry King. So she would have picked a cooler person to dine with if that True. were a story. True. I agree with you True. on fuck the cold. And I don't know why anyone would want to do anything in it. I just didn't buy Becca being a foreign exchange student solely because I'm sure she would have mentioned that on a podcast by now. You mentioned it. I like, mean, I, did, I didn't mention that. I was like, I've said that I've gone abroad. Traveled abroad. But I didn't say that I had been an exchange <laughs> student. Right. Nikki was the toughest because I know little about her, but the 13 cents was too crazy to not be true. And I don't get a theft vibe from her. Although I'm, I've stolen plenty of shit in my lifetime. <laughs> Like all of our hearts, Dave. Oh, right. <laughs> oh. Carly was the most confusing, of course. Yes, I agree with that. Well, <laughs> no, Carly I'm didn't play the game right myself. anyway. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. We should make her do it like every episode now, just until she gets it down pat. Uh, he said, knowing her personality, I didn't imagine she would take a trippy drug at a party with strangers around. And I know that she's temperamental. Yeah, Carly, the road rager here. Uh, so it was believable she would walk out on her job. Honestly, I may not have guessed hers right. I'm still confused by her little mishap. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great segment, and the show was fun as always. We recently did a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 review ourselves. You can find it on the Exploding Heads Patreon for those curious. Um, and it may actually answer some of the criticisms and questions y'all brought up. I won't get too deep into the pelified. Some I agreed with and some I disagreed with, as always. Yeah, we do, Dave. I was more bugged by some of the inclusions, if anything. But maybe a part two of that could be fun. Thanks for the show. I look forward to it every month. I think Thanks, between Dave. things that we came up with um, after the fact, things that people have suggested, I think we definitely need a part two. I think we uh, have oh, more yeah. than enough for a part two. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of other kid killers that I had not even heard of that were represented in the or talked about in the Facebook group that I had not heard well, of. I was like, yeah, just like double times five. I can't believe I didn't put that on there. 
Uh, yeah, because that movie, that movie's that's five messed up kids, so that would be a little bit hard. You'd have to, you'd yeah. have to watch it definitely. <laughs> We're definitely gonna like restructure how we do our top tens going forward, and we'll talk about that later. So, um, this is not a top ten show technically. We're just debating. So, um, we also have a post from Brandon Young. Um, he said, "Hey there, homies. So after a long podcasting break." I honestly haven't listened to a horror podcast in a month or so. I've returned and listened to my first Slumber Party Massacre, episode four. My thoughts, and I'm not just saying this since I know most of you, I really enjoyed the episode. I felt like I was just one of the girls and wanted to talk about horror with you all. You all bring something unique to the show, and many of you have differencing opinions, which I really appreciate. I enjoyed the discussion on crushes as I enjoy talking about that kind of stuff. Hey, you want to know mine? I thought you'd never ask. My first celebrity crush as a kid was honestly Daniel Harris. I'm about the same age as her, so I just saw about everything she did and always liked her. I mean, I still do, but it was, but she was it for years. That was all innocent, though, since I was just a wee lad. My first celebrity crush with physical attraction as a teen was Jennifer Love Hewitt, who's wasn't a rude dude. <laughs> Not really horror-related, though, as, as even though I did see I Know Eated last summer... In theaters, it was Can't Hardly Wait that solidified that. My current celebrity crushes are Selena Gomez and Florence Pugh. Pew, pew. Finally, just a comment on your discussion of directors. Midsummer was the correct answer. So well done. I mean, I really love just about all of the films you discussed, most of them being a 10 out of 10 with the exception of The Lighthouse. So good, but so boring. But Midsummer is something else. Ari Aster captures grief like no one I've seen before. I do love Peel too, though, and I like Get Out and as equally as I think they're too different to compare. Both have a message, but one is just an easier, more enjoyable film to watch. Okay, that's a long-ass comment. Keep up the food work. I think you meant good work. And looking <laughs> forward to listening to some more. Really nice. Thank you, Brandon. And then we just got two more comments, guys. All right. Uh, Lish Smith says, um, hell yes, I'd be honored to be a guest in the near future. I'll be at Flashback Weekend here on July 31st. Can't wait to see who I run into. Keep talking that horror and shooting the shit, ladies. Peace and love. Where is that at? Does anybody know? Uh, Flashback, I think it's in... I think it's in Chicago, is it not? Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah, the 31st, maybe I might have to make an appearance. Yeah. And then we got a food horror story from Kevin W. Smith. He said, my horror story with food at a restaurant is one day I went to Taco John's. It was earlier in the morning, so I wanted a breakfast burrito. I walked into the restaurant, got my food, sat down, and started to eat my food. I looked up in the kitchen for some reason. All of a sudden, Ratatouille came out of the kitchen, went into one of the booths by me. I was like, there is a mouse that just came out of the kitchen. The manager came out and said, what's going on? I was like, a mouse just came out of the kitchen. Um, the manager was like, I didn't see it, so I'm not going to worry about it. At that point, I was like, okay, I'm done eating. Never been back there since. The last episode you ladies did, I think, was your best episode you have done. The pillow fight was great. I listened to your podcast while I'm at work. I just want to say, keep up the good work. So, yeah. Very kind. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> And that wraps up fan mail. We did have uh, quite the discussion going on for food horror stories this past week. Yeah, don't. 
don't read those because I might vomit. On no, I know. Every time I saw that picture that you put yeah. on that post, I like, I was like, oh, god, yeah. Goodness. I was like, I no, hid that post no, just because of it. No, the thing is, I I thought it was just like moldy bread. Like I just like looked up a, I I, I googled gross food. And I just thought it was like moldy bread. I was like, well, you know, I don't think this is going to gross anybody out too bad because who hasn't seen moldy bread before? And it literally took me like a day or two to realize that it wasn't just moldy bread. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is that a fucking tail? (laughs) I was like, oh my God. And like some, I think, um, was it Wesley Wright that commented and he was just like, I got to know the story behind this picture. And like, at the time I commented, I was like, oh, this is just a picture I found on Google. My story is different. I think my story is grosser. Mine was just a stupid spider. I didn't realize this was a dead rat. I had no idea Thank that it was. I had no idea. But if you guys are not part of our Facebook group page, uh, please join because you get all the fun shenanigans like that. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Or, you know, save your lunch and don't join. (laughs) (laughs) Just that one time. (laughs) All right. Should we get into our girl talk topic? Sure. Yeah. Yes. These are the true life adventures of kids at summer camp. topic this time guys is camp horror stories camping camp summer camp whatever like obviously this is a summer camp theme we're in summer now and it's hot as balls so hopefully you ladies thought of what you wanted to start with so i'm gonna start with rebecca because i have a feeling you got a good one well you know i really i hadn't been to summer camp I went to like Girl Scout day camp, whatever. Um, And I've been camping as an adult, but I haven't really had anything bad happen. And so I kind of was thinking about it last night. And then I was watching cheerleader camp and I'm like, wait a minute. I went to cheerleading camp. That counts because I have a really bad one. So (laughs) I was in eighth grade. Uh, We went to cheerleading camp at DePaul University here in Indiana. And we stayed in the dorms. Like legit a cheerleading camp? Like legit? Yes. Yes. Like like very much like this without the murder. Oh, nice. um, <laughs> and we were a little younger so we were all getting ready in the morning and it was just so super hot like this these dorms it's like very old school and I mean it was a long time ago but they didn't they just had these like little janky window air conditioners so it was so hot in these rooms and Rhiannon Hatfield who was a gymnast and she was on the seventh grade squad she was having knee problems now if you're in seventh grade and you're having knee problems you know, your parents probably need to take you to the doctor. But her solution was to put Ben Gay on her knees. Again, if you're in seventh grade and you're using Ben Gay, you probably need a doctor. Um, yeah. But it was just it yeah. was the combination of it just being hot and humid and the smell of that Ben Gay. And I was like, 
and I'm not a puker, man, but I dashed it down the hallway and just tossed my cookies, man. And I, I to this day, if somebody like gets out Ben Gay, I'm like, no. Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's not that a good one. Gross. It's not a good one, but yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. have one. That's the important part. Yep. <laughs> and we got our resident band camper here. Um, Carly. <laughs> I don't know why it does not surprise me that you were in band camp though like it no, should not at all no but it doesn't yeah. yeah well you see it wasn't like we called it band camp but it was like day camp where basically for two weeks at the end of the summer it was like the end of August so hot as balls and horrible and I was always sunburned it was terrible um but marching band I don't know if all your schools did this but they had like camp it was just like eight hours a day for those two weeks where we practiced the new drill, which it was, you know, the formations like we did torture. on the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand who would put kids in a fucking marching brand outfits and make them practice for eight hours in August. Well, we didn't wear the, well, no, we didn't wear the actual uniforms. Like we could wear whatever oh, we God. wanted. <laughs> but I will say that, that we did do parades and we had to wear full uniforms and we were pissed because other schools would just like wear their like, you know, band t-shirts and we'd be like, sir, why are we in 90 degree weather like doing this? And he's like, it's, yeah, it looks professional. And then people he's would like, be like, shut up and out. play the trumpet, right? Yeah. Did so you win of... any competitions? Um, we didn't compete because we had um, band festivals, but we weren't like a competition band. We just went there for shits and giggles and got participation trophies. So, um, oh, I have a good. Oh, so like when I was in band camp, I won drill down, <laughs> which was basically like Simon Whoa. says. I, I've hey. won drill down before, too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So is Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. That was that was good. That was good. But it was it was basically at the end of the I'm, I don't know why I'm telling a good story when that's not all the point of this. But at the end of the summer, we would just play this game called Drill Down for Fun, where it's like he would be like, OK, mark time, mark. And then he'd be like, march forward at this speed. And then, you know, you had to get to the line. No one understands this because they're not in band. But by the end, you know, whoever was left standing and did everything right won. And I won and everyone ran up to me and they were sweaty and smelled like B.O. And it was gross. So that was a bad story. But OK, let's let me just get to a real story now. <laughs> that would be pretty gross, though, about a bunch of people hugging you or whatever with B.O. That'd be disgusting. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, I don't have any horrible stories from band camp or Girl Scout camp because I also went to day camp and I went to overnight camp, I think, once um, other than I got homesick because I was really shy back then, especially as a kid. But I have one like outdoor story that was pretty bad when I was four years old. Um, So I figured I would share that because it's more uh, pretty dark, but. Basically, uh, me, my mom, my aunt, and my cousin Tyler, who was like probably a year old at that time, I thought it was four, we went to this park. It was called Mingo Creek Park for anyone who might live around me. And it's still there. They remodeled it. But there was like a playground at the end of the park, and it was a lot of fun. And then there was like a creek in that same playground area, hence Mingo Creek Park. And um, we used to, you know, swim in that river, which is disgusting to me now. I can't believe that I swam in river water. But as a kid, it was awesome. And uh, me and Tyler were, like, playing in that river. And then all of a sudden, I, or creek, rather, um, 
And I started like pretending to dive into the water, uh, you know, just literally going like this, but like jumping into the deep end. And Tyler wanted to be like me. So he jumped in after me and he almost drowned. And I saw him crying. And then I watched as my aunt just like dove into the water after him and grabbed him. And then I felt horrible. But then part of my demented mind was sad because we had to leave the park after that. And I still wanted to play in the creek. But that was horrible. Um, I now hate that cousin. He's a total prick. So I don't can, like now. It's <laughs> if like, he had drowned, that would have been a starting of a horror movie. Every single 1980s horror movie would have been like this traumatic experience of you as a child. And then 15 years later, right, and yes. your friends would have been taken off one by one. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, re- the revenge. Right. But yeah, that's my bad outdoorsy story, I guess. Nikki? Uh, there was one time where, Lacey, you invited me and Anthony to go to what was called, El, or I think it's called Rock and Row Eldora. And it's where you get to float on these tubes down a river all day long and you bring a cooler with you and you drink. And we had plans to also uh, stay the night there. So we were going to float down a river all day and then stay the night there. Well, I wanted to take my phone with me. So I grabbed a plastic baggie. I put my phone inside the plastic baggie, but I made the mistake in sucking out all of the air. So later, after we'd been floating down the river for about four hours, completely drunk, we stopped at this like island where people were partying. Apparently you could stop after floating and like just party with. Yeah. By the the way, I know this is going to go a bad way, but, but I'm, I'm actually like, so in, if you guys ever do this again, (laughs) have you done it before? It's a lot of fun. Have you done it before? No, this sounds delightful. Yeah. It it, it is a lot of fun. Um, but there was this island where people stopped off after tubing all day and you could hop off, you could party, you could meet people. So we did that. Only Lacey, her, um, ex that she was with at the time, he got into an argument with a guy on the island. So that kind of, (laughs) that bantered out for probably a good hour and people were slowly but surely like leaving the island. And before we knew it, we were the last ones left and somebody took my fucking tube so I didn't have my tube at all and my sweet fiance Anthony he said we can share baby it's okay and I was like that sounds great so we go to go get in the tube and I like being drunk I don't know I thought it was a good idea to just jump and put all of my body weight on the tube Anthony goes flying out of the tube Both of our phones go flying into the water. I lose my phone because I sucked all of the air out of this plastic (laughs) bag. Anthony had put his in a plastic bag as well, but his was floating to the top. And yeah, I lost my phone. And then we we didn't really have tents to sleep in later. So we did have to sleep in, um, I believe, the Jeep that you guys had at the time. But that was pretty much the only camping story that I have in my entire life. Yeah, and that I went very that's actually a really good story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that went yeah. down very fast. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. Heather? Well, I don't know. Like, that's a really good story. Mine's drunk too, but not nearly as bad as that. <laughs> I um, drank a lot underage. So just for 
clarity of age here is 19. So 19 is when you can legally buy alcohol. So my friends and I used to go camping so we could bang our boyfriends and get drunk. And I was about 17. Like, that's what you do, right? right. So I had some older guy friends or whatever. And, you know, we went out and we set up our tents and we were going to this big party place uh, called Wasega Beach in Ontario. It's just where the party's at. So we were going to go there. It was about an hour drive away. We didn't do up the windows of our tents. We didn't do any of that shit. Our one buddy's like, oh, it's going to rain. We're like, ah, fucking fine. Don't worry about it. So we go. You can imagine what happens. We come back and it's been a fucking flood. Like all of our shit is soaked. Like we're talking buckets of water in the tents that we're trying to bail out of our stuff. But we're like 17 and made of magic. So don't really give a shit. But I had a friend who was super straight edge, like didn't drink, didn't do drugs, didn't do anything. So we get back. We look at the tent and I, and I were having some coolers and I turn to Amanda. I'm like, oh, do you want a drink? She rips it out of my hand, cracks it open and fucking shoots it down in one shot. Like I have ever seen someone drink that drink as quickly as she did. Summed up how we felt. But that is nowhere comparison to your story, Nikki. Like <laughs> we just, just slept on wet shit and we didn't care because yeah. we were fucking hammed anyway. It didn't really matter. But oh my God. Well, we still to be had fair, I don't think zipping up a, a cheap tent really would probably have kept the water out. So. Well, it probably would have had somewhat of an like we had buckets of water that you had to bail out. Uh, <laughs> probably would have been better. But yeah, we learned. We learned our lesson following years. So. <laughs> Um, for me, my story actually takes place at Rock and Row as well, only this was the first time that I had gone. I had never been camping before. Um, I was going to tell a story about how I got lost in the woods and somehow ended up at my grandma's house, but that wasn't, I mean, that sounds like a happy ending. So, um, I, I debated on telling this whole story. This is the first time that I went and it is a lot of fun. I'm surprised. And then I had so much fun, even though a lot of ridiculousness happened at this trip um it was my first time going like obviously I wasn't prepared and I burn really easily like I have really fair skin um so like if I don't tan prior like in a bed then like the sun will like just like murder my skin and so drunk floating on the river um it was a big group of us there's like 10 of us and all the girls decided that we were going to float down the river topless so, um, yeah, and I didn't use any SPF anything. I, I'm drunk, and I'm just like, oh, whatever. No. Yeah. Oh, and so yeah. it it's like a five-and-a-half-hour float. And, I mean, so, like, and you're spaced out well enough so that if somebody, like, you, you can tell when somebody's coming up on you, so we just cover up when somebody, you know. But it felt very free, and I was like, I'm free like a bird. But, um got to air the ladies out. But um, <laughs> they ended, by the end of the float, like, it was, like, bright, bright red. Like, I, I burnt, like, my nipples. Like, it hurt so bad. I was going to say, oh did you have god. blisters on your nipples? <laughs> oh, my god. It, it was oh, so man. bad. And so then, like, I was trying to remember um, this. I didn't know if Nikki – I knew Nikki wasn't with me because I wouldn't, you know, do that if she was there, obviously. Um, so it was definitely the first time that I went. And – so they have these places to where you can like rinse off, like kind of do like a mini shower there. And it was so crowded and my body was literally on fire. I'll have to send you pictures of like what my arms look like. I did take pictures of those. It was bad. I was burnt. I couldn't move. I couldn't walk. And um, so 
I got into a fight with one of the girls because she said that um, I cut in line or something. I was like, bitch, I'm burnt. (laughs) (laughs) Always ends with a fight. You're like Foxy from The Burning. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bitch, I'm burnt. (laughs) Bitch, I'm burnt. (laughs) And so, I mean, that's just, oh, God. So, I was like, God, guys, I'm in a lot of pain. And they're like, just get re-drunk. Just, you know, like, just keep yeah. going. And then you won't think about it. <laughs> Young person get philosophy. Re- I love that, actually. More. Get re-drunk. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so um, I just started, like, pounding beers down or whatever. And, like, obviously, like, the beer shits are, like, a real thing, right? And, like, I ended up, like, passing out. And, like, early morning, like, comes, like, 5 a.m., right? And everybody's asleep. Nobody's awake. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to go to the bathroom. And so, like, I go to the porta potties and there's no fucking toilet paper. Oh. And I was just like. Did you hear that? Maybe. Yeah. Well, no, I was stupid. I I mean, now I would pre-plan and, like, bring my own. Like, because that's smart. But, I mean, I just assumed that there would be. But, obviously, I mean, the, the. this place, it's like a party central. Like, they have, like, a live band that plays at this little campground that you stay at after you float off the river. I this up. Yes, Rock and Rock and Roll Adventures, Iowa River, tubing and camping. I so am fucking going to this. This looks awesome. Let's they got bands, they got camping, they got all kinds of crap. They got a yeah. fire range for some reason. Yeah, and people, people, beer people will bring, like, uh, full, like, tables and you can play like beer pong and like yeah and like you just go around to each person's and like hey what's up you know and just get drunk with random people that you'll never see ever again so yeah that's that sounds delightful delightful <laughs> i know i mean i never really camped but and i my mom didn't let me go away to like summer camp even though i wanted to she thought you know sleepaway camp was gonna really happen to me or something i guess <laughs> um, but yeah no so that's my camping horror story your poor boobies like, oh, my God. Like, because we don't, like, there's it's skin that's not usually, of like, you don't usually have sun on it. Right. So I can only yeah. imagine how much fucking pain you were in when oh, that yeah. happened. And you can just, like, I think you can probably hear me say, no tan lines. Like, I'm fucking stupid. Right. Well, you only live once, right? The best fun. is in the advice to keep drinking. You're already fucking dehydrated with burns. <laughs> And the advice is dehydrate yourself further. I love it. No, re-dehydrate yourself. Re-dehydrate yourself, right? Oh, my God. I love it. (laughs) All right, guys. That wraps up our Girl Talk topic. And now we're going to get into our Girl Talk game. This is – I actually bought a new game um, because I thought it sounded fun. The premise was – does it say on the back of the box? It says – I wish it's called I wish I didn't know and it's filthy trivia you'll never forget and it came with like 500 fucking questions so I just pulled out like a handful of them Um, because obviously we're not going to sit here and play 500 questions but um the questions um I read like like the back of the box one was like about anal sex or something so I was like that sounds great to play a slumber party massacre absolutely <laughs> Which somebody actually said that we they officially are calling us the Massacast. What is I that? I think it was. Which I kind of like that. You know, Slumber Party Massacre podcast, the Massacast. Oh, that's cute. Just our little nickname, and I I wish I could give you credit, and uh, um I don't have it pulled up on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so this is going to be just like, it's not going to be a specific question for, we'll all answer the question. And I'm covering up the answer with my thumb, so I don't even know the answers to these. Okay. So I can play along with you guys. Woo. All right, who is ready to play I Wish I Didn't Know? Woo! Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll start with Carly, because uh -oh. you're the first face I see when I looked up. Okay. <laughs> What's the term for two women who've had sex with the same man? A, dong duplicates. Ah! <laughs> Multiple choice. Awesome. I thought yeah, I had to like, I thought I had to actually come up with it. I was just going to say whore, but like. <laughs> but no, go on. Uh, B, jizz twins. C, like Eskimo sisters. Or D, scissor sisters. Oh. That sounds lesbianish. Um, <laughs> is this like real? Is this like legit? Yeah, like, those are all real. Um, Things you okay. wish you didn't know. Right, you're right. I'm gonna go. What was it? Eskimo sisters. Yeah. I'm gonna go with that. That seems like the most like not like to the point, but like it could be something. Nikki. Um. <laughs> <laughs> My intuition is saying Dawn duplicates. <laughs> Rebecca. Uh, I actually, I kind of, the Eskimo sister thing kind of rings the bell. So I'm going with that one. Heather? Jizz. <laughs> jizz is always I, the answer. I, I think that's going to be her insert. Just jizz. I feel like jizz. I was bored to play this game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As much as I want it to be dong duplicates, I do actually know the answer to this. It is oh. Eskimo Sisters. I'm pretty confident. Um, yeah, it is Eskimo Sisters. Yeah. Yay! Does it actually tell us like the de the definition? Because there, I I remember seeing this somewhere. And it doesn't give me like. It doesn't I give me like, up. That's the only reason I. Yeah, it just gives me the trivia with the answers. It doesn't say like. Uh -huh. Well, that's not cool. Are you guys ready for the next one? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Rebecca, we'll start with you this time. Butter makes everything oh, oh, better. Um, okay, so. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm getting like I'm getting like internet issues or something. Okay, read it to me again. Um, butter makes everything better unless it's truffle butter. Truffle butter is slang for A, a combination of fluids from having anal sex and intercourse, B, the semen that leaks out the back of a woman after sex, C, the wet part of a woman's underwear when she gets excited, or D, when a man finishes on his partner's face and lets it dry. <laughs> okay. C and D are definitely cutting out of that. Uh, A and B seem, I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with the anal sex one. The combination of fluids from having anal sex fluid, intercourse? Yeah. yeah. Heather? Yeah, double down. That one. You know, I'm going to go with that as well, because I think, like, I'm thinking, like, truffle shuffle, like, back and forth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Nikki. Uh, I will go with the that as well. 
Carly. Same here. That is incorrect, ladies. We are all fucking <laughs> wrong. Uh, which one is it? It is the wet part of a woman's underwear when oh, she gets excited. That was like the one I did not think it would be at all. Yeah. Like, now I'm now like if that ever happens to me, I'm gonna be like, oh, truffle butter. Yeah. <laughs> Again. 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 Truffle right. butter. He's gonna be like, what? Yeah. He's gonna be like. Nicki Minaj song? What are you doing? <laughs> now I want to know the term for the other for the other two for like know. you know because you know there's a term you know there's a card in there that the answer is going to be. Well, I know that when a man finishes on his partner's face and lets it dry, I'm pretty sure that's called a facial. Well, I mean, but the let it dry. I mean, a facial is yeah, like you know. Is there more to it? Like finishing on the face, but I don't know about. The letting it dry thing. So many time. questions. Hey, listeners, <laughs> if you know, hey, Dave put C. it in. Um, can you? I feel like Dave C will know this. Absolutely. Letting it yeah. dry makes sense yeah. though, because like For a sure. face, like it's like a face oh. mask. <laughs> By the way, um, Eskimo sisters. It's uh because in in their actual culture, uh, a lot of times um they share partners. They share partners. Makes sense. Not a lot of people around. I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> do what you got to do. This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. I love it. Oh, Heather, here's a coffee one. So we'll start with you. Oh, I wanted a second <laughs> one, but that's okay. I'll take what I can get. Well, we got plenty here, so. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Want to dazzle friends with pointless information? Tell them the sleeve on the outside of a coffee cup has a name, and it's called a a canakin. B, Zarf, C, Ratoon, or D, Slide? Do they mean the little paper, the paper thing? Yeah. B? Oh, D, D, D. Slide. Slide, okay. Nikki? Uh, Zarf. (laughs) It just just seems weird enough to be true, I don't know. (laughs) I'm thinking Kanakin. (laughs) That's what you said. (laughs) Kanakin. Yeah, I think that was A. N-N-I-K-I-N. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Rebecca? I'm going to go with slide. I feel like this was in, um, God, I feel like it was in a Paul Rudd movie, and I think Zarf is the right, like, I just remember him talking about or it was something. I, I know this was on a TV show or a movie, and I'm pretty sure Zarf is correct. I like I'm picturing Paul Rude talking about it, or somebody created it. And God, what movie was it? But I think Zarf was the proper, and they were like suing him or something. I don't know. Um, but yes, it is Zarf. Oh, <laughs> there you, there you wild go. guess. <laughs> I'm gonna call it that from now on. Yep. Zarf. All right. Nikki, what is Barbie's full name? No multiple choice. No, I'm kidding. Um, A, <laughs> Barbara Brilliantine Anderson. I think Rebecca knows this. I'm looking at her and seeing. Uh, B, Barbara Ann Smith. C, Barbara Millicent Roberts. Or D, Barbara Jacqueline James. Uh... I think it's either B or D. It's either Barbara Jacqueline James or Barbara Ann Smith. Those seem pretty 
I think that, I don't know, I feel like her name would be pretty simple. Um, I'm going to say Barbara Ann Smith. Carly? Uh, was the first one Barbara something Anderson, you said? Yeah, Brilliantine. That was actually my grandma's name. And funny enough, in Darnie Darko, that dude's name is Frank Anderson. That's my grandpa's name. So I'm going to go with A, just because that's also a basic, that's like the most basic one. And also just... Barbara Brilliantine Anderson? Well, the middle name's not very basic, but the last name, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, I'm going to go with that one. Uh, Rebecca, I'm coming to you last because I know... I'm last, yeah. Yeah. Heather. A, I have no idea. It just sounds fun. Um, yeah. I, I it, like, I think if it was like maybe like Razzle Dazzle Barbie or something, but if it's just like the very first Barbie, I think she's kind of a basic bitch. So <laughs> I have to go with the simple as well with Barbara Ann Smith. Rebecca. Barbara Millicent Roberts. You are correct. <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know, I'm I'm a Barbie collector. I never knew there was even a full name for Barbie. Neither did I. I didn't even know she had a fucking last name. I didn't right. either. <laughs> All right, so Carla. <laughs> the dot above a lowercase i and j has a name, and it sounds pretty perverted. What's it called? A, a dicklet. B, a coxswain. C, pulsing. Or D, Tittle. <laughs> I'm gonna go with be a coxswain. Rebecca? I'm gonna go with titlet. Tittle? Tittle. Mean- Sorry, that's right. I'm I'm combining two. Tittle. Yeah. Yes. You did. You did. I'm gonna go with titlet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make a moan, damn name. Heather. Pulsing. Nikki. I'm gonna go with coxswain as well because I'm visualizing it in my mind and it would kind of look like a penis. I'm going to go with a dicklet. It's tittle. tittle. Oh, there you go, Rebecca. <laughs> I think Rebecca's winning in this game. There's no winners yeah. or losers right here. We're getting a wealth of knowledge as well. <laughs> well put. All right, let's see how well you know about serial killers, ladies. Uh, prolific South Carolina killer... I can't talk. (laughs) A prolific South Carolina serial killer drove around in a hearse with a bumper sticker that read, A, we haul anything, living or dead. B, my other car is a killer. C, baby on board. D, be a hero, give blood. Who, are, who am I going to here? Um, oh, Carly was last, so Rebecca. Um, I'm going to go with Be a Hero, Give Blood. I'm going with the basic one. Heather? Baby on board. Nikki? What was B? My other car is, is a killer. I'll go with that one. Carla? Um, I'm going to go with Baby on board. I feel like Heather knows this. Like, I'm looking at her, and she seems, like, very confident. So I'm going to steal her answer as well and say baby on board. And no. Is it <laughs> Damn it. it I just AI. fake it. <laughs> you, you faked it really fucking good. I was like, like baby on board. Got to be something weird. Baby on yeah. board. 
That's what I thought, too. Like, Do you make your orgasms, too, Heather? No, fuck no. no. <laughs> I don't want to waste my fucking time. It's valuable. Well, <laughs> the correct answer is we haul anything, living or dead. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That's kind of, yeah. That B doesn't even make sense. My other car is a killer. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Heather. Know your nuts. One male testicle is usually different than the other. I feel like you'd be the expert to know this. Absolutely. I've seen a lot of balls. Okay. But how? A, the left testicle is a little hairier. B, the right testicle has more wrinkles. <laughs> C, the left testicle is bigger. D, the right testicle is bigger. Hmm. What was the one that was wrinkled? B, the uh, right was... testicle has more wrinkles. Yes, that one. Okay, <laughs> uh, I think... I'm, like, trying to picture, like, are you guys all picturing nuts now? Like, I'm, I'm, do, I'm actually doing this yeah. with my hands. Absolutely. And, yeah. Like, I'm picturing, like, I won't, yeah, I won't say any names. Um, <laughs> um, I'm thinking that the left testicle is bigger. Yeah. That, that, that seems right to me, but uh, I could be wrong. Nikki? I'll say the right is bigger. Carly. All right. So right now, um, you know how they always say one side of your body is like fatter than the other. And um, I'm like testing out and it seems like my uh, right side is bigger. So I'm going to say <laughs> the right, the right. No, wait, 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 wait. No, the right side's smaller. Sorry. I'm see, I'm going to screw everything up again. I'm going to say the left side is bigger. Rebecca? I feel in doing my, so, you know, this isn't a visual thing, but it's not a visual medium, but I'm, I'm pretending like I'm, you know, feeling, and I'm, I'm thinking left is bigger. Like, this would be like the perfect, like, segment to have people like actually see us on video for, because like, here's Carly, like measuring her arm. Here's from like, the, like, hair fondling fake nuts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the correct answer. Oh, the right testicle is bigger. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh man. I wonder if the Nikki guys knows. Are... She knows her balls. Good job, how, Nikki. How many how many guys listening to this podcast do you think they went down and like oh, looked at their yeah, balls? Yeah, like, they're, 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 oh, they went down and they're all like, it's all big. What the fuck are they talking about? Everything's <laughs> big. I'm a man. Oh. My bar my balls aren't wrinkly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nikki. A serial killer dismembered and ate 17 people, but he didn't eat bodies with tattoos because A, he was an amateur tattoo artist, B, his mom had tattoos, C, the ink made the flesh taste odd, or D, he was incredibly superstitious. Mm. I'm going to say... The one about his mom. Is that B? I think she froze. B? The one about his mom? She did freeze. She froze. Is it B? Oh. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, just, oh. oh, there she is. 
What we lost me? We lost you for a second. Me? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lacey. Yeah, it froze. Um, I yeah. I can't did you guys go off camera? No. No, no we're still on camera. Yeah, you froze. Oh, there you are. There you are. So then I know when to edit that up. Okay, uh, so I'm just going to reread the question. Nikki, just re-answer it. Okay. A serial killer dismembered and ate 17 people, but he didn't eat bodies with tattoos because he was an amateur tattoo artist. B, his mom had tattoos. C, the ink made the flesh taste odd. Or D, he was incredibly superstitious. His mom had tattoos. Carly? It made the flesh taste odd. Like I like how Heather's just like nodding. Rebecca? <laughs> I'm, going with, I'm going with the same. I think it would have been all about the taste. Heather? I'm in the same boat. I feel like that's the right answer too because why else wouldn't he eat it? Uh, yep, that's correct. I actually knew that was the right answer. Isn't it Jeffrey Dahmer, I think? Yeah, I think I remember reading that or seeing that on a documentary or some shit. Yeah, I saw it on a me- I saw it on a meme because it used to be like, you know, this is why tattoos are a good thing because oh. cannibals <laughs> wouldn't kill you. Yeah. Right, we have this many questions left, ladies. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you're thinking, Carly, if you're thinking about climbing Mount Everest, you can use these landmarks as a guide. A. Dead bodies of failed climbers. B. Lost boots. C. Sharpest paid to wait for people. D, random piles of shit from other climbers. Uh, it's the dead bodies of the other people. For $1,000. For $1,000. Uh, Rebecca? I, I think it is the dead bodies. Um, I'm going with dead bodies, yeah. Heather? It's funny, I watched a documentary on this, and all of those are correct, actually. But the one that is most correct is the dead bodies. Oh. So nobody just ever took the dead bodies down? It's you, too dangerous. Well, I'd be giving it away, but or, no, there's it's a reason why they're still there. Not real. Nikki? Okay, we'll go with dead bodies. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. So go ahead and give it away, Heather. Oh, so basically what happens (laughs) is because of how cold it is, you can't remove the bodies. And also the air up there is so thin at that level, you actually need breathing support. So you're not going to over labor yourself to try to remove bodies that are. And that's and there are still like bodies of people that have frozen to death that they use as markers, like the guy with the orange jacket or whatever. But people lose stuff all the time. That's that's what I was going to say. I I mean, I've heard that like the piles of shit, you know. I mean, not shit, shit. I guess the pile, but like they're, they're, pile, they're junk. Stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's it's real. Like the documentary makes you wonder why anyone the fuck would go do this. Like when you watch right. that documentary, yeah. you're like, why would people keep doing this? But okay. disgusting. I personally would not take that risk. There's just no. too many factors, right? Yeah, if the markers are dead bodies, that's your one red flag right there. So. <laughs> right. right, that you'd be like, maybe this isn't the best vacation plan. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Rebecca, yes. a violent shot to the nuts can kill a man. God, these guys are going to be like, why do they keep getting questions about our nuts? <laughs> <laughs> it happened to Dick uh, Wortham back in 1983 after this object struck him square in the groin. A, a punch. 
B, baseball. C, golf ball. D, tennis ball. Now, I've se- I have seen the baseball in the nuts quite a few times. Like, you know, like, you know, that always gets a slow motion replay. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with golf ball because that would be like really hard and concentrated. Heather, that's a hard one because because I laughed at that. So the the baseball like professional baseball players can throw like up to 90 miles, 100 miles balls an hour, which could definitely have an impact. So I'm going to go with baseball. I don't know. For some reason, I feel like it's a tennis ball, like tennis ball nuts, tennis yeah. nuts. I don't, like, I feel like I've heard like a terminology of something like that before. Maybe I'm, I don't know if that's a thing or not, but I know that there's some kinky things with tennis balls. Um, Nikki. So it was baseball, golf ball, tennis ball. And what was the other one? A punch. Oh, well, yeah, I've seen a lot. You've seen people get punched in the nuts a lot, too. Um, you know, I, I'm going to go with golf ball as well. Carly? Yeah, I'm going to go with golf ball. I feel like it's the perfect little size, but, like, it's, like, super hard and, like, pow. That would that would really hurt. Pow? Pow. Yeah, I had <laughs> yeah. to, yeah. Pow, pow. I had to use a sound effect. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I am correct. It was tennis ball. Like, yeah. I know that I've heard that somewhere before. I don't know where, but I am I think there's some kinky shit with tennis balls. Not that I've partaken, but I'm pretty sure I've heard that before. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Heather, if you ever find yourself uh, pandiculating, pan, it's P-A-N-D-I-C-U-L-A-T-I-N-G, you're probably, A, inserting a fingertip into your ass, B, <laughs> Whistling while walking, C, yawning and stretching at the same time, or D, performing oral sex on yourself? Oh, how? Um, I'm going to go with C, cause I, but if you're able to do D, I really want to meet someone who can do that, but C. <laughs> I can do it myself. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um Pandasculating. I think that it is. I don't think it's going to be something perverted this time. So it's either like whistling while walking or yawning and stretching at the same time. So I think it's like something that you do dually because I don't know why. Um, we'll go with wa- whistling while walking. I don't know. Okay, Nikki. Yeah, I'm going to go with whistling while walking as well. Carla? I'm going to go with the yawning and stretching. Rebecca? I feel I feel the whistling and, y- and walking. It is yawning and stretching at the same time. Oh. Ow. I knew the game wasn't completely perverted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of proud of us that we didn't go the perverted route on that, like, because, it, you know, we are that juvenile. You know, that we're like, okay, wait, they're trying to trick us this time. Right. Don't go yeah. for the perverted stuff. Like, we're intelligent, gonna, too. Right. I was going to go with the finger in the ass, but then I thought, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy. Are, are, are we still right. proud of ourselves? Because we're yeah. going to do it right 
I'm not going to be that guy. It's what made that right. Yes. <laughs> Carly summed up exactly what I was trying to say. Like, right. I think we all are like, we're taking the high road, people. We have glass. <laughs> damn it. All right, Nikki. A study concluded that women were sexually aroused while watching footage of these animals having sex. A dogs, B lions, C horses, D chimps. Can't relate. Not at all. Uh, I'm going to have to go with lions because they exude strength. Okay, so we know that strength turns Nikki on. Cool. All right. <laughs> Carly? Um, I guess I'll go with chimps because they're like the most human-like out of all of them. All right, so Carly likes human-like creatures. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rebecca? I am going to go with uh with horses only because i have seen a really bad artsy porn from the 70s that involved a lot of horse sex and they really do i mean they, their penises are amazing so i mean it is like it's it was fascinating i've got to say that it was that fascinating is true they do say. have big dicks yeah heather i'm gonna go with chimps as well no explanation, just chimps? Um, because that's what I like to watch. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Duly noted. I think for Carly's ex. Like, and also, if you go to the zoo and there's chimpanzees or gorillas getting it on, people tend to stare and stop and watch because that does happen more often. Um, yeah. So that's why. I think I'm going to go with horses just because I've seen Cruel Intentions Part 2. And I don't know if either any of you guys have seen it, but there's a scene where this girl gets up on top of a horse and she's riding it like back and forth and like it makes her come to an orgasm. She's like up and down, back and forth, faster, faster. And you got Amy Adams like making her do this and like basically she gets her clit off by rubbing it on while she's like on top of a horse. So well, she actually makes a comment in the film, too. Now I know why girls like horses. So, yeah, that horses could very well be the answer. Do you yeah. want to change your answer, anybody? No, okay. <laughs> it's chimps. <laughs> <laughs> After all that. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, convinced. <laughs> I was, you had me convinced, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just go and, we'll just go and retreat and watch our horse porn. And <laughs> That's right. Well, I guess there's a difference of between watching something and then actually, like, being on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't that, that, por- that gross? It's kind of like two girls, one cup, but it was that video of a guy, like, he was trying to, like, put his dick in a horse or something, and it, like, oh. kicks. I-, I don't know. Back when I was I, in I think school, I know what you're talking more... about. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah that's, that's a definite, like, with the donkey or the horse or whatever, it's a definite yeah. uh, danger. You're just going to really glad the horse walked. kicked him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, guys, uh, three questions left here. If you're looking for a quick hookup, keep this in mind. It takes this long for our brains to decide that we like someone. Carly, how long did it take you before you decided whether you like JP or not? A, 60 seconds, B, four minutes, C, 10 minutes, or D, 60 minutes? Or E, still not sure. That's <laughs> the new answer that we're going to have. 
five years. Um, <laughs> huh. So, so let me, let me ask a que- a clarifying question. I mean, is it this, just that you like somebody like you, like, you know, or that you actually, you want to fuck somebody because they put in the hookup thing. I think it's, it takes us long to decide that we like someone. Like that's all it says. That's all it says. Okay. That's hard. I don't know. It takes me a long time to like someone, to be honest. So none of those. But I think you can pick up on people's energy fairly quickly. Yeah. I'll go with, what was it? Four minutes was one of the options. Yeah. I'll go with that one. Rebecca? Um, it was what? 60 seconds, two minutes, four minutes, Uh, 60 minutes, or I'm sorry, 60 seconds, four minutes, 10 minutes, 60 minutes. I'm actually going to go with, like, if we're just talking about, like, your gut instinct, like, are the, is this person, am I going to get along with them? I'm going to go with 60 seconds. Heather? Four minutes. Four minutes. You know, I recently just did an interview, and um, the interview did not go well. It was only 10 minutes long. Like you just don't vibe with certain people and it was only like 10 minutes. So I think like well into it, probably the four minute mark, I would say I knew I didn't like this person that I was interviewing. Um, but the interview lasted 10 minutes, but I knew within four minutes that I didn't like this lady at all. So I'm going to go four minutes. Nikki. Um, I've heard, various sayings around this throughout my life and the one that is sticking out the most to me is the 60 seconds I think a lot of people have talked about like what Rebecca was saying where it's like a a initial gut reaction and picking up on the energy so that's what I'm going to go with as well is that everybody I think so Mm -hmm. yeah uh it is four minutes Uh Interesting. I, I can pretty much tell you if I don't like you in 60 seconds. So, hey, <laughs> <laughs> it takes me four minutes because I no, because I'm like, I'm going to give you another chance to, you know, answer another question and see right. if you're not as snooty to me. Right. And no, she was still fucking snooty. So there's that. <clears throat> All <laughs> right. Heather, this U.S. state still has a ban on sex toys. A, oh. North Dakota, B, Alabama. C, North Carolina, or D, Utaho, because it's not Idaho. No, Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama, because they have their family members, so they don't need sex. <gasps> I'm just kidding. And, and we just isolated all of our Bama listeners. That's the four people from Alabama are like, you're probably right. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. My gut said Alabama as well, though, Nikki. Uh, I'm going to go North Carolina. Hmm. Any reason for that? Uh, well, we did have a, we did stop through there and we went to go get food that one time. I mean, that doesn't really have any indication <laughs> on the question that you're talking about. Did you also stop I've been there before? before. <laughs> I've been there and I didn't buy a dildo. You're people that didn't see a single sex toy while we were there. Oh, man, <laughs> they must be banned. Carol gift shop didn't have any vibrators. That's what she's saying. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> All right, Carla. <laughs> um, whichever Dakota you said, because I'm not convinced those are even real places. 
because I feel like no one lives there and no one I know has ever been there. And why would they? So I don't think they would be selling sex toys when they they're not real. So you're going with Alabama or Idaho? No, whichever Dakota. Was it South oh, Dakota? Oh, North Dakota. Dakota. North Dakota. Was that okay. even one of them? Okay. Yeah, North Yeah, North, North Dakota. Dakota. Rebecca? Like, for the same reasoning as Carly, I'm going with Idaho. Like, I just don't think anybody <laughs> cares about anything in Idaho, so I could see that, like, There's being on the books there. and never getting taken off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the correct answer, you ladies, was Alabama. Wow. wow. Not surprising. I just, Alabama. yeah, I just <laughs> wanted to go away from like the stereotype, you know? But, but there's a reason there's a stereotype. And now those four yeah. listeners are down to two. No, they're all like, we hear you. Help us. Please no, help us get yeah, out of Alabama. No, they're going, hallelujah. They want to go to North Dakota. All right, ladies. And our final question to wrap up our Girl Talk game. Alfred Kinsey, founder of the Institute for Sex Research, was known for being able to shove this household item into his urethia. Is that, am I saying that right? Urethra? Urethra. Urethra. Say that three times. Urethra. Urethra. No. Okay. Um, his dick hole. Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> yeah. All right. He's known for being able to shove this household item into his dick lit hole. All right. A, candles, B, carrots, C, toothbrush, or D, TV remote? Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to start us off. Um, I feel like I've heard this. I, I feel like, you know, I feel like it's a toothbrush. I really do. But I could be wrong. But it also makes sense because, I, I mean, the only other thing that I think that would fit in that little hole would be a candle. But I'm pretty sure it's a toothbrush. Nikki? If it's a remote control, that's really uh, <laughs> impressive. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the toothbrush as well, because I, I can't imagine. I, I guess I could imagine a candle, depending on the size of it. But toothbrush seems to resonate the most. Carly? I will go with toothbrush as well, because remote is ridiculous. I feel like candle and carrot would just be like, that would be dangerous. Based on 100 ways to die, um, there's one like that. The, that's what the girl though masturbating. So, but yeah, I'll go with toothbrush. Rebecca, um, I saw the movie, you know, that that came out, the Kinsey movie. Um, yeah, and he seemed like he was a freaky dude. By the way, the Kinsey Institute uh, is at Indiana University in Bloomington. Woohoo, go Hoosiers! Um, <laughs> um, I th- I want to say it's toothbrush. I feel like I have heard that as well. Heather? I think it's the carrot because you could flip the carrot around to the smaller end and stick that in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know men can pass. <laughs> I, that too at first. I know men can pass kidney stones, uh, which can be quite yeah. large. So, but yeah, so I'm going to go with carrot, you know, stick it around so the little part goes in first. They, they pass kidney through kidney stones through their dick holes? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's apparently very women, women do, too. I mean, you know. So you well, I don't have but, but you have a pee hole, though. And they can, yeah, that sounds incredibly painful. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the correct answer, ladies, is the TV remote. Whoa. What the? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
kidding. It's a, it's a toothbrush. Oh, I'm oh okay. <laughs> Rebecca was about to lose her shit. Household item at that time. <laughs> All right, guys, that concludes our girl talk game uh, for episode six. That was a lot of fun and very interesting. I feel like the listeners now know us a little better as well. <laughs> I feel like I feel like my trivia arsenal is just a little bit stronger too. Mm-hmm. Aww. Mm-hmm. Like Heather, like I can't like do like live games with Heather if like it's doing trivia because like she's nodding like the yeah, entire I get time. Into it. So, so I'm <laughs> like, like poker because mm-hmm. I'm like shit. I was like I, I really believe she knows this. And I'm like you misled me astray a few times. So. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, when we come back, we are going to be talking about one of my favorite franchises. Uh, we are going to be pillow fighting over the Sleepaway Camp deaths in all four films. And maybe the death of Return of Sleepaway Camp. Who knows? Um, we will be right back. back to my favorite portion of our episode pillow fights and i am really excited about this i wanted to cover these movies on our feature presentation but i couldn't just pick like one because i do honestly love them all so i thought you know it's summer what's kind of creative let's debate the deaths because um some are really cool and clever and then some not so much but we did decide guys that we weren't going to talk about the um off-screen kills I am including one off-screen kill because I think it's uh, crucial for the movie, which is, um, well, you'll know it when I don't say it here. So we'll get into that. So I'm going to read the ones that uh, we will not be debating. Um, obviously, the dad from the OG, um, because he was not killed by Angela, or and 
uh, Angela and I don't know the daughter's name. What was the daughter's name? They don't ever say. I mean, you've got to think it would be Angela, but she kind of almost seems like she's coming up with it on the fly. Yeah. Peter's sister. Yeah, Peter's sister and the dad. Those ones do not count because they were not killed by Angela. The chef um, technically didn't die. He was just boiled by water in the first one, so we won't be debating that either. Um, Also, um, there is a scene where you see slaughtered kids in sleeping bags. And you don't, I, I think that might have been up there because obviously they were little fucking kids too. So anyway, so uh, we will not be debating that one. Um, and then we move on to the sequel and we'll do my favorite, the happy camper song. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget the hand movements. not be talking about the peeping toms even though i think it's like a really cool kind of it's almost like a, a museum of her kills at the end there um yeah but, it's, but i'm kind of sad like and we don't get to really debate that because i think that would have been a cool kill because she set it up like perfectly <laughs> with the peeping toms uh you don't get to see uncle john die either but he got his hand chopped off and his throat slit um and then you don't get to see the death of the friend i can't think of his name at the moment but he was hanging and he had something coming out of his mouth rob yeah rob it looked like a jock strap maybe that was coming out of his mouth I, I i was always wondering what that was do you know rebecca uh no i just remember like it was almost like it was made with socks or something the noose but we'll have to we'll have to look um, as I was looking through my list of um, for the third film, I believe every death was on screen. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, a lot of on screen kills. I think mostly. I don't. Rem- I don't like. I was looking at all of the deaths, and I don't recall any that were off screen on that one. Yeah. Um. Now in the fourth one, like half of the things that happened like in this, we're mostly off screen. I mean, you get to see her put the rats in the cage, but you don't actually get to see the person die, I guess. So yeah. I don't think- some I found in the fourth one that were on screen. Yeah, but like I'm saying the majority of them were not. Mm. Um, so the rats in the cage, I don't think should be considered as a debate. Do you? I think that's fair. I didn't put it on. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, now, the tripwire car crash chick where she gets the wire around her face, uh, someone runs into her later on and she's still alive. So um, I don't think that counts as a death because she was still alive. Um, also, the penis pole. Um, he technically didn't die. He just got his dick, like, you know. Yeah, but you would bleed out, you would, you would die from you would bleed out. from blood life. Blood loss. Well, no, but they could have got to him in time. You never actually see him die. Oh, I don't oh. think you could get to someone from their dick. I like really I would I mean, there's that some one major leaves. arteries there. <laughs> well, I mean, but hey, I you have, 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 have to put it in the down. box, you guys. I can put it in the box, you guys, if you want. I I would like. I, I personally, I, I personally box. think oh. that one. 
Okay, I'll put the penis pole dick, in the box. Dick. We talked a lot about dick today, and I just feel it would be a uh, disturbing <laughs> <laughs> All right, penis pole. All right, that's going in the box. Yay. All right. See, but they get to see our thought process on how we're doing it this time. <laughs> All right. And then the last one, um, like I think it's like one of the coolest thing that happens in the fourth film, but the skinning, like he's still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think he could survive that as well. So uh, again, I, would I don't hope know if he could survive, but he is still alive, and you don't yeah. see it happen. And they are right there to where they could have got him to the ambulance in time. Yeah. So unfortunately, that doesn't make it, which is like one of the coolest moments in that movie. So. Um, anything else that happened in the, any of the other deaths that have happened are fair game. Um, and like I said, I left one in and you'll know, I'll mention it once we get there because I think it should be included. Okay. All right. Are you guys ready to debate some sleepaway camp deaths? Yes. No, I liked when Carly said she was watching them. She's like, Angela's just murking bitches. Like, that, it's like every scene. She's just like, oh, oh. Now, did you guys write out your favorites prior, or? Yes. I did. I I did not. I wrote all of them down, but I I know what my favorites are. Yeah, me. I did the same as Rebecca. I just wrote them down. I, I wrote down the ones I cared about. <laughs> oh, all right, right guys. Right. We have the OG. Uh, Meg, a knife through the shower in the back. And. We have part two, TC battery acid. Ooh. Mm. Two strong mm. ones to start. Yeah. Um, Rebecca, this is, I know, very near and dear to you, so we'll start with you. Yes. So as I'm wearing my Camp Rolling Hills shirt, uh, <laughs> and Sleepaway Camp 2 is actually my, well, I, it's it kind of varies from day to day. That and Friday the 13th part two are my favorite movies ever. Um. TC with the battery acid, I like the snark, how, uh, you know, it was from his car battery. Um, but I don't, I don't know. It, it just is like, I don't know. It, it's, it's cool. But Meg's death, I think, is super awesome, how she's humming that stupid little tune. And her death is the only one, if you go back and watch this, I didn't even know this until recently. I listened to a commentary or something. Meg's death is the only one that involves blood. The rest of them are like bloodless, except for hers. So I, I'm going with I'm going with M E G Meg. Carly. Yeah, two good kills. Uh the battery acid I think is rather brutal, but uh, the stab in the back, like, that's always been one of my favorites, honestly, because it's, like, simple compared to some of the other ones, but and it also doesn't, like, that had to be, like, right on target that she had to happen to be leaning against the thing, so it's, like, not very practical, but uh, it just very much cringes me out watching the knife, like, go all the way down her back, and then you see her afterwards, and you just see all the blood, and, like, it's, like, her spinal, ooh. It just the the thought of being stabbed in the back and like having it dragged down really cringes me out. So I would have to go with Meg as well. Nikki. Yeah, um, both very good k- 
kills from these films. The battery acid one, that would be a brutal way to go. But when you're comparing it to that of Meg, Meg is the one that stands out to me. Like when you literally said her name, I'm like visualizing the scene. I'm visualizing the knife going through it, going down her back and then them, them finding her. And then you see what happened to her back. That is the one that stands out here. So I'm going with Meg. Heather? So originally I was going to go with the battery acid because I couldn't think of anything more painful than having your skin slowly burn off your face. But when Carly was talking, I thought about a knife cutting through your vertebrae and slowly as it's cutting through would paralyze you as well. So not only would you be suffering the pain of, you know, cutting through skin, it would could possibly be cutting muscles and you would lose control of your entire body so yeah i gotta agree knife through the back's worse uh for me i originally was thinking battery as well but like the more i'm sitting here listening to you guys and like thinking about it um tc was a highly likable character and you feel bad for his death meg was such a fucking bitch that like you feel it even more because like you're cheering but at the same time like it's brutal but you're also um, glad that you're not going to see her fuck Mel, the camp owner. Just, <laughs> oh, so it's so old. Uh, it's even worse than the third one, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so Meg is going back into the box. Sorry, TC. You're the first one out. We love you, TC. All right. We got, we have part two. We have the stomach stab, the female counselor. And we, Diane, yeah. And then we have, oh, part two as well, the machete. Which one got the machete? Yeah, I don't Uh, remember the machete. Yeah, I, I can't think of his name. Uh, it, was it Anthony or? I no, can't Anthony think of his... got Anthony got the glove. Okay, so it was the other one. I can't think well, of his no, name. Well, no, he right got now. the chainsaw though. Didn't was he? it? But, oh, he had the machete. It was. I wrote it down wrong. It's a chainsaw. Yes, sorry. Chainsaw. Okay, so that would be Judd with the chainsaw. Mm. All right, so we got the chainsaw, and then we got the stomach stab. Um, I'll lead. I think that one's pretty obvious. Um, obviously part two is heavily inspired by some of, you know, our favorite slashers. So, and I think a stomach stab is pretty basic and she only gets, you know, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Judd. Heather? Yeah, neither one of them were on my, like, top kill list. So I'm not overly passionate about either one, to be quite honest, but... If I think about pain, which is what I did with my logic of the last one, uh, a stab to the stomach is a slow death. It, you you don't die immediately from a stomach wound. And I think to turn around and then all of a sudden feel a knife inside of you, compared to a, a chainsaw, you know, I'm just going to go with the stomach one. Nikki? Yeah, so my vote here is going towards creativity with the death and with the the stab to the stomach. I don't I didn't feel that that was very, you know, that's pretty standard and yeah, it would be a painful way to die. 
Um, but in the second one, Angela is actually dressed up like Leatherface, and she when she kills the guy with the chainsaw, I thought that was a cool way to pay homage to that film. So the chainsaw. Carly. Um, I'm actually gonna go with the stomach stabbing as well. Uh, something about stabbing really just bothers me and gets to me because I can like picture it happening to me and like Heather said it would be a slow death and you're just like bleeding out and your guts are probably spewing everywhere so it's like uh, something about that really gets under my skin a little bit more so I'm gonna go with that one all right we got two and two Rebecca break the tie okay I'm gonna go because I like the the creativity and the setup of the boys are trying to scare her and she gets back at them and kills them I'm going with Judd and the chains Kind of funny, both counselors from part two are out <laughs> first. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So Judge goes back in. All right. We have Death by Fryer from the fourth one. Uh, drowning Death by Fryer. Um, yeah. And then we have part three, uh, medical needle in the stomach and the eye. I did a double death on that one because it happens like within seconds of each other. So, so we have part four, uh, the chef who gets drowned in the fryer and burned alive. And then we have in three where she sticks the medicine needle in the dude's stomach and then in the guy's eye, like when she's laying there on the stretcher. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Carly, let's start with you. All right. While I do like a good stab in the eye, um, I think I will go with the chef getting fried slash, you know, uh, drowned, whatever, alive. Um, I like the way he looks after that. And also I feel like it's like paying homage to the first one. But this guy actually, you know, dies from his boiling, scalding death. And it seems like it would be horrible. So I'm going to go with that one. Rebecca? I'm going with the fryer as well for exactly the reasons that Carly said. Love the way his face looks, and I love that it is kind of an homage to the beginning, to the first one. Heather? Yeah, I. you made a really great point about the first one with the boiling pot of water. I wrote that down, but he doesn't die. You were right. I'm like, oh, that's oh. right. So I had to cross it yeah. off. So this is my second best. And I think that <laughs> when you when you put your – when you go into a painful situation like putting your face into a, you know oil and grease, you would open your mouth. So not only are you being burned, you're also drowning through grease. So a greasy water, or oil and shit. So I feel like that's the worst out of the two. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree as well because I like the, you know, the nod at the first film. And this time you actually get to see the death play out. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with that. And, I mean, he was a shitty character and, you know, you didn't really like him. And then the other two guys um they're just paramedics like just talk about being at the wrong place at the wrong time i guess <laughs> but well the best part is they were debating killing her and then she just went yeah and kills him. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so uh i'm gonna go with death by fryer nikki uh yeah i agree with you all as well 
But when I did watch the scene with the two syringes, it did make me laugh out loud just because they are debating killing her and you can see her laying on the stretcher and she opens one eye and it just kind of is really cool because it's like, yes, Angela is still like in the running towards some sequels here. So definitely got to give some tribute to that. But Friar. (laughs) What do we got? What do we got? Okay. Uh, the Shit Sisters. Uh, burned alive. Say no to drugs. Death. Uh, I think we can only count one of the Shit Sisters because the other one was off screen. But she wakes up and sees her dead sister there. So there's that. And then we have the OG. The dude dies in a shitter stall by bees. Ooh. Heather. <laughs> For me, this is a no-brainer. Um, the thought of having bees surround you, first of all, my girl still breaks my heart every time I watch that fucking scene. And ever since then, I can't think of anything worse than sitting there and having bees sting you to fucking death, feeling little bits of poison in your body, slowly stopping you from being able to do anything. Your body would start to shut down from the poison. You would start to internally suffocate. Oh, that number one for me is that. One of my top kills anyway, in general, so. Uh, for me, I feel like he could have climbed underneath the stall. Thank you, or broken that shitty, like, dowel rod that was holding Yeah, the, but if you're being stung there, that much, your body would paralyze. Yeah, but, like, before it even dropped, or, I mean, like, he sees, like, I would be out of there right away. Like, I, I think he had enough time, like, maybe he was trying to wipe his ass. I don't know. That's what I always think about that scene. I think he just didn't want to walk out of there. He didn't want... To have what happened to Dave Z, where like shit just spews everywhere, so he risked his life to wipe his butt. Mm-hmm. That's what I always think about when I see that part. And I mean, I've burned myself um, before. I mean, I've lit my hair on fire and I had to jump into a lake, and it like does. Yeah, that's happened. <laughs> that was my. That wasn't your horror story. I, it was go. It was. Well, I think, you know, burnt nipples is a little, like, I mean, it's a different variation. But, yeah, so burning alive, like, freaks me the fuck out. And she couldn't get away. She was literally trapped. And she wakes up to see that her sister is already dead. That's a little more horrifying to me. So I'm going to go with the shit sisters. Uh, Nikki. Yeah, I'm going to go with the shit sisters as well. There's just something about being burned alive like that that just, I think, would be pretty painful and I don't know Angela she even somehow managed to make that scene comical like with calling her out with like doing drugs and whatnot and it just it's pretty memorable in my mind and I do I do agree um death by bees would be brutal as well they're both in a sense very um brutal that somebody would have to go through but being burned alive just is standing out more to me Rebecca? Um, so if I had to go with the, like, just straight bees are burning alive, I would go with burning alive. Um, but I'm going with the shit sisters, not because of that. I'm going with the shit sisters because I I rented this movie when I was a kid, like a million times. And that scene was the one that always made me come back 
So, you know, they've got that, I'm a happy camper. I love to drink and fuck, you know? Like, they've got their own. You pay my money, my titties, you can suck. You can suck, yeah. (laughs) You know, and then, like, just the whole shock of, like, you know, the sisters there. And, like, that's where, like, Angela's sarcasm just really starts to, starts to flow. I'm going with the shit sisters. Carly? Yeah, I shall go with them as well. Uh because I think burning alive would be terrible. And I'm not afraid of no bees. I never have been, but I'm also not, I know people. Yeah. Girls would always be like, oh my God. Like, you know, when they would see one for attention and stuff. And then all the boys would be like, I'll save you, baby. And I would like roll my eyes. I'm like, it's just a fucking bee. Just walk away. It's not even going to hurt you anyway. But no, uh, but <laughs> The point is burning alive and also seeing your dead sister already burnt alive, I think is horrific. So that one. (laughs) All right. So moving on to the next one, guys. We haven't had any repeats yet. We have part two, Mare. Now a drill. And then we have part three. That's a wrap. Tent death. Can I just say that I love that she took out the time to find a recorder so she could record a rap song to this guy to put in the voice in his tent. So ridiculous. And, and, and it's so great, down. it is. Yeah. She, she ain't no rapper, that's for sure. Yeah, she's like, and now you're going to die? <laughs> like, I, okay. Um, I mean, I like it. The second one where she goes, no, a drill. Um, but I, I, I liked that she took the time out to, like, physically go and make this tape. And then she, like, tents him to the ground and then puts it through his head. And so I, I got to go with that's a wrap tent death for me. Uh, Rebecca? Um, you know, actually, the, the tent death is one of my favorites of part three because of that same thing. It's just so stupid and ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, but man, no, that line, I love it when it's like, what do you got? What do you got? A gun? No, a drill. Dude, I fucking love it. I'm going with Mare. And the way she goes down, it's always weird. She like does this thing with her hands. Yeah, she's like, ew, ew. Yeah. Blood splattering on her. Carly? Um, I shall, I gotta go with the guy in the tent. Um, I keep basing these off of the ways I would not want to die, and I feel like his was, like, slower, because he's, like, nailed to the ground, and then she, like, beats him and all that stuff, so I'm gonna go with him, and also the tape is fantastic, so. (laughs) Nikki? You know, I'm gonna go with the guy in the tent as well, and it's just so interesting with Mare when she's like, what, a gun? And then she says, no, a drill. Well, in the other, the other kill... Um, that guy had his wits about him. He actually turned a gun on Angela. And I think that's, you know, obviously led to his death where she started to plan it out. But he like actually held a gun on her, if you remember <laughs> that. And I think yeah. that's why she killed him while he was inside the tent. So she, he wouldn't be able to shoot her. <laughs> so I'm going with that guy. <laughs> Heather? I respect the amateur rapper. Tent kill. <laughs> And all the reasons you guys said. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's a wrap. Tent death moves on. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. <laughs> There's a lot of deaths in this. 
All right, we have part two. You're going to tell multiple stab wounds. <laughs> and we have part three, Sean's dead, a gun. So, Nikki, we'll start with you. Okay, so we have Sean with the gun. No, and... Sean's dad, so Barney. I think his name is Barney, is it? Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, where he's all like, how are you going to kill me, Angela? Is it going to be with a knife? And she's like, no, a gun. Was that the one? Yeah. And then the other one, what was the other one again? You're going to tell. Oh, we're going with Sean's dad on this one, just because the, the tension that's leading up to this guy's death, like, yeah. he is, like, he is seriously, like, standing up to Angela, not knowing that she's about to, like, kill him with a gun. And the other one, it is a funny death, and it does make you laugh out loud when you see it, but Sean's dad, got to give it to him. Carly? Um... See, I actually always hated Sean's dad's death because it's, like, so anticlimactic. He's, like, trying so hard to, he, you know, he's, like, supposed to be, like, the hero character, and then she just shoots him. It's not even that dramatic of a death. So I think I'm going to go with the other one just because I find it funny. The girl's just like, well, I, I didn't even do anything. What a, that would be me if someone was about to kill me. Just like, that I didn't totally do anything. Yeah, Harley. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go with her, even though it's not, it's a basic stabbing, but I just like that scene. Rebecca? Um, yeah, these are two pretty, I mean, as far as kills go, these are two very unmemorable for the kill itself. Mm -hmm. You know, Sean's dad has a lot more weight to it. But no, I think I think the whole movie, everybody's wanted to kill Leah, you know, because she's so freaking annoying. So there is almost like a little like win for the, for the viewers, like when she gets killed. So I'm going with Leah. Heather? This bitch was doing nothing. She was minding her own business. She walks into this cabin and this chick goes fucking nuts on her. That's bullshit. That kill sucks because she didn't do anything wrong and she got in the wrong place. Well, neither did Sean's dad technically, but <laughs> wrong place, wrong time. And that fucking blows. Um, I think I got to go with Sean's dad on this one just because like, I really like their banter. Um, you know, like, she acts like she, like, breaks her ankle or whatever, and she, and there, she was like, well, what are we going to do? And he goes, we're going to cut it off, or we got to cut it off. And Angel goes, no! <laughs> like, <it's> so fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> um, I, but, yeah, no, I love you. What did I do? And she's like, you're going to tell. Like, so obviously, like, you know, she was annoying her as well. Um, but... I, I don't know. I think that, you know, using his own gun against him, um, I think that's going to win for me. I think it was his own gun anyways. All right. Alrighty. <clears throat> All right. We got part four, the stick in the eye, or the broom in the eye, or... Three, that's a wrap tent death. Um, Nikki, do you want to go? Sure. That's a wrap tent death and the stick in the eye. With the stick in the eye, it's it's pretty funny because they're, they, they, 
it's these two boys and they keep looking at this hole and the stick is just literally laying on the ground. So you already know what's about to happen. But when the guy finally does get the stick in the eye, the other guy that's screaming, that was really funny. That was pretty funny. Um, which I, I, I still got to give this to you. That's, that's a wrap with the tent guy. That one's still standing out more. Uh, I agree. I think that not only that, but I think he could have survived with the stick in his eye, but he's the one that ran himself into the wall and lodged it further into the back of him. <laughs> he did. So I, I don't even know if this should be included, but you know, we already cut out most of the deaths because they were off screen. So I have to go with that's a wrap 10 death. Heather. That's a wrap. Keep going with that amateur rapper there. Carly. You know, I, like I said, you like eye stabbings, but that's a good point where the dude made it worse on himself by running <laughs> into the wall. So I'm going to go with the that's a wrap death. Rebecca? Yeah, I always thought that was ridiculous. Who picks their eye right there on a hole? That you too. know, yeah. it's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Like when they've seen it pop up. The, uh, yeah, like, are you an idiot? What the fuck? Yeah, so we're going with, uh, yeah, the tent. All right, we have number three, saggy tits roasted, uh, who gets hit with a stick, and then she gets lit up, and Angela decides to toast a marshmallow as um, saggy tits is uh, burning alive. And then we have part two, oh, the shitty camper. You've been a shitty friend and a shitty camper. Allie, the porter potty, leeches death. Rebecca, you want to start us off? Oh, you're on mute, Rebecca. So I didn't even hear what the first one was. It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. I actually, um, on my Not Quite Final Girl channel, I actually even did one of my Not Quite Final Girls was Allie, which is why I own this shirt. Uh, Allie was like, Oh, my favorite character ever in, like, any horror movie. I thought she was so cool, so awesome. And her death is just the fucking best. And it is it, it is one of the most creative things I've ever seen. Um, and still to this day, I think it's still a little shocking. Um, and the thought of drowning in shit and piss and leeches. That's pretty terrifying. And and when she gets stabbed to start out with, before she ever puts her in the toilet, like I'm like, oh, dude, she's going to get sepsis so bad just from that. She, so <laughs> even if she got out of the toilet, she'd be like, yeah, she'd be fucked. So I'm Allie, hands down. Carly? Yeah, uh, the Allie death is definitely the best. Uh, it's one that I always think about when I think of any just slasher. It's like one of the best deaths ever as far as being disgusting um and again it's another one with a backstab and like I said that bothers me like in the shower stab and I think she gets stabbed like twice so it's like you're already like completely just weak and probably in shock and then you're gonna get thrown into this toilet so everything about it is just horrendous to me and yeah so easily that one uh, I completely agree. Uh, it's one of my most memorable moments of any movie ever, um, the porta potty. Um, I do like that she says to the chick with the saggy tits, she's like, 
Good thing I killed you, because otherwise your tits would be sagging something terrible when you're older. <laughs> like, <laughs> she, she's still really funny. Um, but, I mean, the death is pretty lackluster, but it is kind of creative that she roasts a marshmallow. But this porta potty death, like, I quote this line all the time. Like, when Dan's being a dick, I'll be like, you've been a shitty friend and a shitty camper. And, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, God damn, Angela. Like, I don't know. There's just nothing I don't like about that scene. Like, I absolutely love it. Um, it is by far one of the most brutal deaths, not only in this franchise, but out of any movie that I've seen, to be honest. So I got to go with the porta potty death. Heather? Yeah, porta potty. I think there would be nothing more terrifying to me than drying, than drowning in shit and piss besides maybe the grease and the oil from a deep fryer. Actually, I think shit and piss is worse. I think that would be fucking disgusting. And I already have a fear of porta potties. I don't like going in them. I think they're gross. I'm afraid I'm going to, like, get sick and die after I use them. Absolutely. Nikki? Yeah, no question. The porta potty death. And what's interesting about both of these deaths, they both make use of a stick, but one does a solid over the other. Angela actually uses the stick to keep Allie down in the porta potty. And like you, you see her head coming out. She's got leeches mm. on her face. And it's just Oof. a very memorable death. <laughs> so porta potty. All right. Next up, we have That's a Wrap Tent Death Again. My God. Oh. <laughs> and we have the OG Camp Director Mel arrow through the neck. Carly? Um, I would actually have to go with the arrow through the neck. Um, very fast, simple scene, but I think they did a really good job with that scene, um, with the effects and everything. So I would go with that. Nikki? <sighs> yeah, that was a scene with the arrow through the neck where it's something you're not anticipating it, but... I don't know. There's just still something about the that's a rep with the that's a wrap with the tent that is still sticking out to me. So I'm gonna go with that one. Heather. Yeah, this is a hard one. I uh, I kind of don't want the tent one to come up anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna go with the nail. Like either one, I'm not overly passionate about. But I think an arrow in the neck, bleeding out slowly. Well, not slowly, quickly from the neck and draining out of your body and you fall into the ground and collapsing in a, in a heap. Yeah, that's worse. I'll go with that. See, I think he was a perv and that he should have had a more creative death than just a arrow, in my opinion. I don't know. I feel like he should have got it way more brutal. Um, so I, I like the premeditation with the tent. So I'm going to go with the that's a wrap tent death. Uh, Rebecca. Tiebreaker. Um, just because of uh, the context, I mean, the tent kid was just, I mean, you know, pretty much all the kids in part three are just, they're expendable. They're just caricatures. But uh, Mel, the camp owner, definitely was uh, an iconic uh, character, <laughs> um, if you will. I think he, I'm with you. I wish he would have gotten a little bit more brutal, but um, just because of his his place in my heart for these movies, I'm going with Mel. And I'm with Heather, too. I'm sick of talking about the tent death. <laughs> <laughs> it was a creative kill. It was very creative, very. All right, here we go. We have 
Oh, uh, we have part three. Um, the camp counselor gets a stick to the throat, the other pervy guy. Mm. And we have part three, unpure coke. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so the the creepy camp owner guy in three yeah. and the okay and the, the reporter not, the cocaine not cocaine <laughs> yeah like wow um i'll start um i think i have to go with um the reporter with the cocaine i mean i do like the it you know it, it's kind of what you want to see happen with you know everybody with like he has a cool death too he really does um, but he's just really annoying, and I was really happy that I didn't have to see him fondle that chick's tits anymore. But um, this movie uh, with the cocaine, it literally scared me from doing drugs. So, it, I mean, I always thought that was what was going to happen to me if I snorted something up my nose. So I have to go with the reporter, um, fake cocaine. Rebecca? Yeah, I, I hated the... Yeah, it, again, whereas at least we didn't have to see Meg and Mel do it. Like, I did not like seeing that girl being so receptive to Herman, right? Yeah, Herman, Herman and Lily. Herman, yep. <laughs> uh, right, but the reporter thing I thought was super creative. I think that she was a little bit of an idiot. I'm like, what kind of low-grade shit do you get in the city? But I also thought it was hilarious that she goes straight to our girl who was like so, you know there's all these jokes about you look a lot like the other kid like uh oh my God. you know like she like everybody looks at her as like the big druggie when she's totally straight laced as far as that goes i mean she, there's the murder and shit but she didn't drink or do drugs um so i am going with the reporter carly I am also going to go with the reporter. Um, I think that's another death that's very memorable for me where the other dude is not, even though, you know, it's nice to see him get killed off because he was super creepy. Uh, but yeah, the reporter, the thought of something going up my nose bothers me anyway. And just, it's really gross. It's like she's like spitting up blood and everything. And it just seems like a really like uncomfortable, horrible way to go out. So, Nikki? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the reporter as well. And I'm just, I guess I'm starting to notice a theme here. There were a lot of deaths with Angela where she killed people with sticks. Yeah. And <laughs> there were a lot. There were a lot of those. Um, but yeah, the, the drugs and the cocaine, that definitely. <laughs> in the woods. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, there's sticks everywhere. It's It was a solid weapon choice, so I do give credit to that. But this was a very creative death with the, the coke and the reporter, and it's just not something you're anticipating when you're watching it, and it made for a great death in the film. So, reporter. Heather? All right, what dumb bitch who does cocaine as much as this chick obviously does doesn't know that that's not cocaine? Because cocaine gives you a temporary high. So for her to want it that bad, she must do a lot of blow. Not that I would know. I've just heard from friends. So I think that kill alone I thought was funny. And I just thought the aftermath was great. I was like, yeah, that that's great. I love it. So that wins for me hands down. Is that everybody? I think that's it. Yeah. All right. So camp or the reporter. All right, we have 
both are from part four. We have the penis pole that Heather advocated for. And we have the beta males. Oh, no! I love that one, too! <laughs> oh. No! Well, we can start with you, then. Okay. This is... <laughs> do you want us to come back to you no, so you can no, warn this? No, okay. I can do this. I was born for this. Okay, so... The bed of nails, I thought was just really creative because I imagine like you, you roll into a bunk bed and you're like, oh, it's going to go to sleep. And then you like look up, you're like, oh, fuck. And then like it falls. It kind of reminded me of like a saw trap before saw was a thing. Right. Like it right. was just a very, very cool thing. But I advocated so hard for this dick being pulled off that <laughs> because I can't think of anything worse than standing there. You're tied up to a fucking tree and your your dick gets ripped off of your body and you slowly feel the blood loss. So. I, I got to go with the dick pole. Wow. Yeah. Uh, me, personally, I don't feel like the penis pole should have been in this list um, because you didn't see him fucking die. So. Um, but there's was, no way he would survive, Lacey. Like, that's impossible. I, I think that they could have got to him in time. You don't see him die. He was still, like, you see, like, you see him again and he's still alive. So, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I got to go with the bed and nails. I think it's creative. I love seeing... You know, when they jump down onto the bed. Um, yeah, I just, I, I just, I think that does way more creative. I feel like the penis pole, um, it was kind of like another rendition of what we see. Um, we'll talk about it when that comes up. But a lot of the deaths in this one were just kind of like rehashing of what had happened in previous films. And so that's why I'm not like, and I don't know. I just feel like the bed of nails was something new and different. And we'd seen a variation of the penis pole in another, in an earlier film. So that's why I'm going with bed of nails. Nikki? You know, watching the penis pole scene, you can totally tell that they really valued this scene in the movie because they spent a lot of time, like, getting it, like, to the point where, um, the penis is going to be pulled with the car and like I just remember watching it last night and the camera focuses on this guy's face for like a good, like three four minutes you're like when are they gonna do it like the tension is just like so like it's very uh tension building so I, I feel like they they you can tell the way that they filmed this, they really cared about that scene a lot. I mean, they cared about all of it, but like this scene in particular, they put a lot into it. And with the, the bed of nails, that was a very quick death. And it definitely, like she, it's very quick. She was just gone as soon as, you know, the bed of nails hit her as like it came down on her. You know, when I first, when you first, said these two I thought that I was going to go with the bed of nails but I think I do have to go with the penis pole here because now fuck? I can see the I, I I like I'm remembering no. the appreciation of the the scene that so I got to go with penis way pole. too fucking long it's way agree. too fucking long but, but no agree. that's why you're giving it its props I don't get uh, okay Carly come on <laughs> no you, you see the value in this scene, Lacey. I you? do. It's fucking stupid. Like, I just feel like it's been done before. Like, they basically took what the dude did in part three and just, oh, here, let's, how can we approve upon this? Or, like, you know, oh, let's pull off his dick. Okay. Like, fucking stupid. But go on, Carly. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, penis full is horrible. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> the way i think of it though is i don't have a penis so i always think like i don't really know what that feels like technically like i don't know i can't really imagine uh, like okay yeah i know we have like the same nerves or whatever in our private parts but like i still can't you know i can't really picture my vagina being like pulled out and it's just not the same so and I kind of agree with Lacey where it's like the other dude who's like, I like to be tied up. And it's just a rehash of. <laughs> he just like him. I know. <laughs> the guy's awful. But it is yeah. very much a rehash and not in the same like good way as with the Friar death, as I mentioned earlier, is kind of like the death in part one. Um, I do feel like it goes on a little long and it's just, I don't have a penis, so I can't relate to like the, oh, that would be horrible aspect of it. So the bed of nails I think is creative and would be just the terrifying revelation of like, oh shit. Like I know it's quick, but it's like your last memory is just like, ah, nails going all in me. That sucks. So I'm going to go with that one. Rebecca, you're the tiebreaker again. I, I too did uh, advocate for the the dick pull, um, which I actually like. Now I hate this movie, and I did have to just watch the kill count because I cannot watch this whole movie again. Um, but some of the kills were pretty cool. Um, I think the deep fryer one gets a little bit of more of like the it's no much of the first one, and it's the early movie. So then when they start just kind of recreating things from, it's like. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I mean, they basically, I mean, it was the movie right before. I mean, technically it's not the same people, whatever. But yeah, they did basically the same thing with him, with the tying him up and all that jazz. And I just think the spike bed, I mean, it's, it's, it's just creative. Um, you know, in, in a movie full of flaws and lack of creativity, I think the bed of nails is where I got to go. Okay. But you know what, penis dude, you got a fair shake. He did. Uh-huh. I wasn't Democracy. even gonna fucking include him. <laughs> all right, we have. All right, so this is the one that I decided to include, even though you don't get to see him on screen um, die. Um, but I thought it was important that he be included because. Um, it's the ending scene of the OG, which is Paul with uh, her holding his head. Even though you don't get to see it, I think you get to see enough of the aftermath of it that it's effective um, without having to actually see the kill. And then uh, he's going up against Sean's dad. Two Sean's. And obviously, I, I I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with uh, Paul from the OG um, when she's holding his head and her dick's hanging out. Um, yeah, I think it's just an iconic scene, and he was a bit of a dick, um, too, even though, like, yeah, I gotta go Paul. Rebecca? Uh, same, I really didn't give a shit about, um, Sean's dad, uh, throughout the whole thing, and with Paul, I, you know, that, that was kind of the, the climax of the movie, and one of my favorite things about that scene is that she's holding this camper's head 
His head rolls <laughs> off. It's obvious now they know that she's killed everybody at camp. And instead of them being like, oh my God, she's killed everybody at camp. It's, <laughs> oh my God, she has a dick. Like, <laughs> priorities, people. Which one's more shocking? The decapitated head or her genitalia? Like, yeah, always kind of killed me that that's where they went. Instead of being like, oh, my God, Angela killed everybody. Like, yeah. So, anyway, that's just my little aside. But, yes, I'm going with Paul. Heather? Yeah, I think we could have a whole separate conversation on that issue, Rebecca, for sure. <laughs> in Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I would agree, OG. I, I think that scene yes. was, for so many reasons, groundbreaking and uh, needs to be acknowledged. Nikki? Yeah, this goes to Paul, hands down, for sure. That was one of the most iconic and jaw-dropping moments in horror cinema. And uh, it, there's no question here. This goes to Paul. Carly? It's funny. I remember being a kid and watching this for the first time and just being not really understanding the ending because I didn't know, like, I just didn't get it. And my mom's like, oh, she's a boy, honey. And I was like, okay, what does that have to do with the kill? But just that, like, <laughs> like, why? So, like, that's why it's like, oh, my God, she's a boy. No wonder she killed everybody, like, in my child brain. But anyway, yeah, I'll go with Paul. I can't stand Sean's dad's death. So, yeah, Paul. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tell us how you really feel. All right, we have part four, Drugs Are for Dummies. And this kid's character's name, his name is actually Weed. I don't know if anybody caught that. Um, but the one, he was also in, what did we say that he was in, Nikki? Uh, he was in, like, Picket Fences. Uh, uh, under Wraps on Disney. Oh, yeah, that movie. <laughs> the Mummy movie. <laughs> and then we have Sean, uh, who had his head chopped off and... Hey, speaking of the day of the devil, look who's on TV. <laughs> Carly, start us off. All right. Uh, I get, well, I do like a good decapitation. Um, the don't do drugs scene, that's the part with the gasoline and everything, right? I'm mm -hmm. thinking of everything. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I actually think that's my favorite kill in that movie in particular because it's just like, ugh, like he made him drink all this gas. She makes him drink whatever. The killer makes him drink all this gas and then like blows him up. Um, it's a little ridiculous, but I, I like it because the idea of drinking that is like disgusting and then you're going to get completely obliterated. So I got to go with that one. Nikki? No, uh, Lacey and I, we watched Unhappy Campers multiple times as kids. And the scene with Sean where it's like, look who's on TV. And you look and you see his decapitated head <laughs> in the TV. It's just, it's, it's one that has stuck out for years. And I did just see the fourth one for the first time yesterday. And I agree that is a solid death. And that probably too is my favorite death from the fourth one, but I got to go with nostalgia on this one and go with Sean. Um, I am going to go with Sean um, just because um, I love that he's like talking shit to her, even though like he's laying in a den her den of like murdered bodies, he's still talking shit to her. <laughs> 
And she's like, he's like, or should I call you Peter? And like, <laughs> he's so shocked, he's so fucking extra. I love it. And he gets his head. Yeah, he thinks off he's so look. tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As he's I mean, tied he is up older and, like, than she is, of course. You know, he's like 35 <laughs> or something. So. <laughs> Um, and I love that he dates that like he's into Betty Finn from Heather's. Um, for the drugs one, or for dummies, it's just a rehash of the shit sisters. So um, I, I don't think it holds credit to me. So I gotta go with Sean getting his head chopped off. Heather, or uh, yeah. So I think that uh, the pump full of gas in the joint is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. It kind of <laughs> reminds me of something that should have been in Freddy's Dead. It's just so slapstick yeah. stupid. And, like, I like smoking pot. Um, and I just think that scene is fucking hilarious. And whether it's a good kill or not, I think... I get what you're saying that it's been rehashed. And especially the drugs are bad thing. But I just find it so fucking funny. That's what gets my vote. Rebecca, you're the tiebreaker again. Man, it's happened a lot. Uh, I didn't even really, like... I don't even like the first movie, honestly. I did like that kill. Um, but with Sean, I mean, you're feeling so bad for Molly anyway. And then right there, he she just fucking decapitates her boyfriend in front of her. To the point where she passes out. And yes, the sarcastic thing of his head in the TV. I freaking love it. I'm going with Sean. <laughs> All right. We're getting down there, guys. There's a lot of fucking deaths. I counted 44 whenever I did my list. I feel like we're not pulling hardly any from three. Ah, well, here is one from three. Uh, We have the Mack truck garbage death. (laughs) And and we have um, Judd uh, with a chainsaw from part two. Um... I'm going to just start it off, and I, I got it. I, I love the opener of this. It's so fucking ridiculous of part three that she wanted to go to summer camp so badly that she already knew what the girl was going to be wearing and that she had it pre-planned that she was going to kill this girl and take her spot at summer camp. She wanted to go to camp that fucking badly. And the fact that she just chases her down with this matte garbage truck <laughs> in the middle of, like, broad daylight... And then just, like, throws her stuff in her sleeping bag into the garbage truck. And then she goes and sits and waits for the bus to go to camp. Like, I fucking love it. I have to go with that one. Um, Rebecca? Um, I am going to stick with Judd and the Chainsaw because I like that whole setup. I do like the beginning of that. Um, I always thought it was stupid how she's also taking the time to know exactly where she's going to meet the girl to get out her red spray paint. And in very neat second writing, put Angela is back on the wall. <laughs> I kind of think that's a little cheesy. Uh, so I'm going to stick with Judd, Chainsaw. Nikki? Ah. Uh... Both solid deaths, and I thought that was a solid opening to the third one. This was actually the first, I just watched the third one for the first time last week as well. So watching this, it was a lot of fun, and I 
I'm pretty sure both of these films weren't filmed too far off from each other, which is interesting. The, or this between the second and the third when they, they were back to back. Filmed, they were filmed together. back to back. Yeah. yeah, they were filmed all within the same six week period. Oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah they wrote cool. part two while they wrote part three while they were filming part two. So yeah, it was super continuous. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool to learn about that. And um, both movies have such creative deaths. And the the one to open with the semi truck, <laughs> it was just it, it it set the tone for the film. You're like, yes, Angela is here and she's ready to go on a rampage with killing. But I don't know, my heart is just partial to the second one and that chainsaw kill as well. So I have to go with Judd. That one is just sticking out more to me. Carly. Um. For me, I think I would have to go with uh, the girl getting plowed over by the truck um, (laughs) because I do, you know, like Nikki said, it's like a good opener for the film. It's like this is going to be goofy and everything. And I just I like that whole setup, too. It's like you have that girl getting ready. Her parents clearly don't give a damn about her. And it's like I find that funny, too. It's like Angela probably like. I feel like she, I always think like oh she must know that this girl's parents like don't care about her and she's going to a camp for like people less fortunate but I'm like how would she know I don't think she would know any of that but um I, I just like that death and the whole you know garbage truck scene and everything like that so I'm gonna have to go with that one and her boobs say milkshake tattooed on them Jeffrey Dahmer I wouldn't eat them uh <laughs> <laughs> Word. yep yeah the time truck Mac truck all the way that had hardcore maximum overdrive vibes going on and I just I think it's fucking hilarious I think Lacey's explanation of it like broad daylight this fucking truck chasing this chick down and no one fucking does anything like it's like oh yeah no one notices this is so how she it just is goes with the bus right because you know it, when you live in the inner city life is hard life's yeah. hard I just thought it was fucking jokes so that one for sure Another girl done got run over by a truck. Right. And Angela wears the same outfit of the girl that she killed while she (laughs) killed her. (laughs) She had time to to wash those clothes. All right, guys. (laughs) Next matchup, we got the OG, Kenny, who is drowned under the boat or canoe or whatever it was. And then we have the OG, Judy, smothered by a pillow while a curling iron is in a badge. And you know it's hot because she was curling her hair. I mean, I think that's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, Kenny is iconic because it was, like, the first death that Angela did, I believe. Um, pretty sure. Um, but Judy, like, you gotta love it when the bully gets it. And, I mean, she fucking got it. Right in the fucking vag. Like, um, I can't while think of anything more terrifying and painful than having a hot hair iron in my pussy. Like, for real. Like, I can't think of something... <laughs> That I would be like, and the pillow smothering me so I can't scream and no one can come get me to help me and I'm suffocating and burning to death from the inside. Sorry, I kind of went first there. But yeah, to me, it's a no brainer either, Lacey. Like, yeah. fuck, that would hurt. No, like I literally, I was, one time I was doing my friend's hair with, a, I was curling her hair and um, I sat it down, um, the curling iron, and I didn't realize I'd set it down on my leg. And I like, oh. it fucking hurt. So I can only, I still have a scar from that. I still have a scar from that. So I can only imagine what it'd be like inside the vagina. 
Yeah. Oh. Rebecca? Um, so I, I agree that this is a no-brainer, but I do want to give props to Kenny for his Hey Baba Rebob song. Uh, <laughs> not sure why he thought that was going to lure all the ladies. Uh, <laughs> he deserved to die. I mean, he was just a jackass anyway. Um, and, and like Lacey said, it is, it is Angela's first kill that we, you know, that, that we know of, really. Um, but Judy, curling iron, iconic shit. I'm going with Judy. Carly? It's funny. Both of those scenes have, like, that, that moment where the person's like, oh, it's you, and, like, don't actually say the name of the character. <laughs> um, but uh, drowning is something that terrifies me, and, yeah, that guy was an asshole, but, I mean, the curling iron to the pussy, I think, would have to definitely take it, because, yeah, I've been burnt by those before. It's my biggest fear. I don't like having anyone straighten or curl my hair, because they're always like, I'm really good at it, I swear, I, like, won't burn you, and I always end up burnt, like, in the neck or something, so I like to do that by myself, and I do not want to put one up my vagina, so... I'll have to go with that one. Nikki? Yeah, the scene with Kenny when he is under the boat and you're, I mean, you think you're alone and then all of a sudden just somebody pops up in front of you, that'd be creepy as fuck. But what is interesting about the curling iron death, um, there was an actress that was actually going to play Judy instead of the gal who played Judy. And she decided not to do it because of how grisly that scene was so i think that is a very interesting tidbit for that death scene so it has some like cool history there and i too personally think that that would be a terrifying and very painful way to go so we're going judy curling iron all right that's five for five next up we have uh the reporter with the fake cocaine and we have part three, the horny dude who likes to be tied up, and then he was pulled away. Um, I feel like this is kind of a no-brainer in my opinion. I ha Like I said, like anything like up my nose, like I hate like going underwater and getting water in my nose. So like I, I got to go with the reporter's death here. Uh, Nikki? Um... Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the reporter as well. Uh, the other death, I'm having a hard time even remembering that one. So I like being tied up, especially next to you. Yeah, I'm a horny. Weird cringe, cringe guy. The blonde, like the doofy dude. And which one was it? Three. Yeah, Bob. I think his name was Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm... The one kind of was like she tied, she tied him like, to the tree. He's macking on Angela. Oh, okay, I got it. Yeah, he was. He thought Angela and him were gonna have sex, and then she <laughs> ripped his arms off with the with the, yeah. the car. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, that would that would be yeah. a painful way to go. Um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the reporter on this one. I thought that one was. Just, I don't know. Oh man, but the arms being ripped off. Now I'm seeing that. And <laughs> uh, no, we're going with the reporter on this one. That guy 
I didn't even remember him when you first said the two. So we're going with reporter. <laughs> Rebecca? Um, so had they kept, uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't their, the filmmaker's fault, but um, had they had the original footage in this, I might have gone for the arms with the Jeep, because if you watch, like, the deleted scenes, like, you actually see his arms rip off, you know, it's kind of a cool effect, but still kind of weenie compared to uh, the creativity of um, putting Clorox up a reporter's nose. So I'm going with the reporter. Carly? Yeah, it actually is kind of a hard one because I think having your arms ripped off would be painful and slow and just like I can't imagine actually having a body part ripped off. Like it's one thing to cut it off, but like the pulling like would be horrible. But I'm also kind of with Lacey where I can't stand anything up my nose like water. I can't use nasal spray or anything when I'm sick. I just mm, I can't do it. I can never do cocaine for that reason. So lucky me um so i think i'm still gonna have to go with that that death the reporter's death Heather, i can't do cocaine because i don't make enough money to have coke money i do not have blow money i have mortgage and life money um but yeah what dumb bitch does cocaine all the time and then can't tell when it's not that one will win for me every time all right guys we have Bed of nails from part four, and we have the porter potty, shitty camper death. Mm. Mm. I think it gets kind of easier as we go on because we've already kind of discussed them. Those have gone through. Uh, for me, it's hands down porter potty iconic. Uh, Rebecca. Allie. Porter potty. Carly. Yeah, porter potty. Nikki. No question, porta potty alley. Heather. Porta potty. All right, that was a quick one. We have we have the guitar string strangulation from part two, <laughs> and we have part four, death by fryer. Carly, start us off. Um, I'll. I still have to go with Death by Fryer, um, which makes me realize Return to Sleepaway Camp does have decent kills. I think it's a horrible movie, but I do like that kill, and I do like that gasoline kill, but I, and the nail bed kill. Anyway, but yeah, I'm going to have to go by death for Death by Fryer because I do like the after effect of that, and I think it's the most brutal. Heather? Death by Fryer. Rebecca? Uh, one of my favorite, favorite sequences in part two is when Demi is coming in and she's talking about trying to call the shit sisters and all this other stuff. And Angela is in there looking for something to kill her with. And she's testing all the different potential weapons, you know, and then she finally like picks up the guitar string. I think it's fucking hilarious. Um, I would never pick anything from part four over part two. <laughs> and uh, so I am going with Demi and the guitar string. Nikki? Fair enough. Mm, yeah. I like the Friar death in the in the fourth one as well. 
And I'm like picturing after he falls out and he's just laying there and he's like, ah, but I, I too, I am just so partial to the second one. And I think everything about the second film is just hilarious and funny and inventive. So I'm going to have to go with the guitar string too. I really, I just love that movie so much. (laughs) Um, even though it is um, maybe like a weaker kill, um, I like the buildup to it of what she chooses to use. Like she has the hairbrush and she's like hitting her hand with it. <laughs> and I mean, it just shows you like she just really yeah. wants to shut this bitch up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, just the buildup of that sequence in that scene leading up to that death makes that death a lot more memorable um, for me. And like we said, the death by Fryer was a rehash. Although better, it um, it is a rehash of the first the scene in the first film. So I have to go with an original kill here with uh, the guitar string. So yeah, all right. We have Paul from the OG with his head chopped off. The ending scene. And we have Judy, smothered by a pillow with a curling iron in the badge. Curling iron. Badge. Badge. Nikki? Curling iron. iron. Yeah. Yeah. As iconic as that end scene is, um, I mean, I think we gave it its credit. No, we didn't. Hey, you know what? Who cares? You know, decapitation's quick, man. Yeah. (laughs) Suffering vaginas are not. All right, we have the Mac garbage truck death. (laughs) And we have also part three, tied together axes uh, to where they're playing the game. And she's like, you have two minutes to go into the cabin to find her. And if you don't, and then she ends up killing him and saves the dude in the middle. I have to go with I have to go with the opening of the garbage truck. I like I just really love her reasoning for getting to camp. Like I'm stuck on that. I love it. I and like it's her and I didn't really care about it was cle- the tied together thing was clever, but I think they could have did something a little bit different and I was surprised that she actually saved that guy. So, I think they all should have died. So, I'm going to go with the Mack truck. Heather Mac truck. <laughs> Nikki? Yeah, I'm going with the Mac truck as well. I agree with you, Lacey. It didn't really make sense why she let those other two live when she ha- she never really let anybody else live. So. <laughs> Carly? Yeah, I'd go with the Mac truck as well. I think that scene's more memorable where with the tie together, it's like, okay, that's interesting. But then the actual deaths there, like, I don't really... They don't even cross my memory. So, Mack truck. Rebecca? Uh, the ki- the kids being together and the two on the ends dying to me, um, that was about the point where the movie was, like, just repeating part two. So, I'm like, she had an, another time with me. She saved him because it was, like, almost like a second time around. Like, let's see if you can live here, little boy. Uh, no. Mac truck. All right. There's still a lot of fucking deaths in here, it feels like. 
But they I think are, we, talk about most. we have a lot left. Uh, okay, we, we have we have a couple that we haven't talked. Oh, this is a tough one, guys. Um, we got the porta potty alley death, and we have Meg with the knife through the back in the shower. Oh man. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with knife in the back in the shower. I had to get that out there. The spinal ripping apart. That would be worse. Rebecca. Um, Allie's always going to be my favorite for death. Meg's is probably one of my top five, but Allie. Carly? Yeah, I gotta go with Allie because she also technically gets stabbed in the back, not as brutally, but then she gets put into a vat of poop. So I have to go with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Nikki? I'm going with the shitty camper and the shitty friend. Alley. <laughs> I concur. Um, like I said, uh, th- it's the fucking shit. All right. So, uh, Meg. Bye. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm trying to get to the bottom here. All right. We have the guitar strings regulation, and we have. <laughs> The bitch she was too dumb to drink or too fat to fuck. Stabbing the trucker death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nikki, start us off. <laughs> I'm going with the one <laughs> where she says, I'm too fat to fuck. It's just like Angela just, you know, gets so <laughs> triggered by anybody who does not live up to her moral ethic code. So I'm going with that one. That I laugh so hard every time I see that death. <laughs> Heather? Yeah, I can't agree more. I think that scene is really funny. <laughs> so, it's creative. It's fun. That one wins. Rebecca? I'm sticking with Demi and the guitar string. Uh, I love that lady's line, but her death is really lame. Um, you know, she just gets stabbed or whatever, and you only see it from outside. So, guitar string. Carly? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with guitar string as well. Um, pretty much the same reason as Rebecca, where it's just like, the other death is kind of like lame, even though it is a funny scene. I agree. Um, it's the buildup for the guitar string. Um, so I'm going with the guitar string. But uh, the truck, I love that she's wearing her hat then. She goes, hat a camper. all right yeah so we have we have mel arrow through the neck and we have the mac truck um garbage truck death heather start us out mac 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 truck death (laughs) Carly? Uh, I think I gotta go with the arrow through the neck. Rebecca? I'm gonna go with the truck. It's just more memorable. Nikki? I'm going with the truck as well. I'm going with the truck as well because obviously we all know how I feel about it. (laughs) All right. 
right, we have Sean, who gets his head chopped off in part two, and we have the porta potty. Mm. Nikki? These are both really good, and this is a hard one. Oh, man. Which one do I resonate more with here? <laughs> Are you going to do a tarot reading based off of um, the Dust in the Sleepaway Camp franchise? <laughs> you know what? I am. I'm going to pull. You know, I could pull a tarot card right now. Somebody else go. We're going to see. I'll go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, go with the porta potty because I Sean's death is, you know, it's great. He has that whole standoff and shit, but nothing's worse than porta potty before, so... I know Rebecca's choice, but say it for the listeners. Allie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. She's my Sydney Prescott. Carly. I'll go with Porta Potty. I think Sean's death is more traumatic for, uh, oh my God, what's the other? Molly. Molly than it is for him because it's like a quick, quick death. And I'm obviously going with the Porta Potty as well. Nikki, what'd you pull? You know, my intuition was to go with Allie, and I pulled the grief card, which is all about sadness, and the it's a female on the card, so Allie! We're going with Allie. Hey, the tarot cards don't lie. Mm-hmm. No, but that could also be Molly's grief for seeing Sean die. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, Lacey that's comes that's in. That's she's going to go the other way. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought she was going to say. Oh, Both are real. very... That's what I thought she was going to go with, was that uh, the grief was... Doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we have... Okay, we just... All right, I want to... I know I'm, like... Okay. All right, we have part three... The axe to the head. Trying to remember. And then we have part three, unpure coke. Mm. Am I missing? I feel like I'm missing something or something. I, I guess the uh, the the axe to the head was. Um, yeah, I think that I I just had it as a blood. But I think that uh, no, that was. That was the girl that was doing it with the counselor guy. Oh, I think. I thought it was oh, Asian. Oh, Arab. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, it was the it was the Asian girl. It was the Asian girl. I literally have Asian girl axe to death. Death number twenty-seven. <laughs> death number twenty-seven. Wow. Yep. Um. Yeah. So, which one are you going with, Rebecca? Uh, the reporter. Heather. Blow. Same. <laughs> I, I love how she just, like, gives one word, jizz, blow. Right. I know my answer. I think I just might splice you together with, like, your one-word responses and make it, like, a dirty porno. Right. <laughs> Nikki? Yeah, I'm going with the reporter as well on this one. Carly? The reporter. Carly meant to say the blow as well. Yes, the blow. <laughs> Toxic blow. <laughs> All right. We have the shit sisters or the firecracker death in part three. 
Snowboy, which I'm surprised the reporter didn't ask him for blow since his name was Snowboy, but whatever. Um, yeah, as brutal as the firecracker death is, I I still think it'd be I, the fact that she wakes up and sees her sister burned alive, and then she proceeds to burn alive. I gotta go with the uh, the shit sisters. I agree. I would go with that too. Okay, shit sisters. Yep, shit sisters. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I know I'm missing one. Is this it? Yep. Uh, Phoebe whacked with the branch and then her tongue was cut off versus the guitar string. Rebecca, since this is your favorite movie, I'll let you take this one. Yeah, no, I, I love Phoebe's thing. I mean, that's just, it sets out the perfect tone where it's like, you know, she cuts out her tongue and then it's like, you're like, yeah, this is going to be kick ass. Uh, so, Phoebe. Carly? Um, I think I'll go with, yeah, I think I'll go with Tongue Girl as well because cutting out the tongue is pretty brutal, even though she is like passed out at the time, but still just for the sake of thinking of my tongue being cut out. I think I have to go with that one. Nikki? Yeah, I've got to go with Phoebe as well. That scene has always been branded in my mind. Like, like if I'm ever, like, thinking about horror films, sometimes that scene will just randomly pop up in my mind. And I think that that was <laughs> pretty scary. So, Phoebe. You got a lot of nerve endings in your tongue. Tongue. I gotta go with Phoebe as well. Is that five for Phoebe? Five. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. We have yep. from part two, Freddie's glove, Anthony's death. And part three, we have the racist, um, the flagpole death. Or, well, what'd she call her, a bigot? Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. That, that's a good matchup. Um, I feel like, um, I think the flagpole death is one of my favorites in the franchise, to be honest. And I think it is cool that we do get to see, um, you know, Freddy's glove, but I just feel, I, I feel like the flagpole death is just really cool. And like, she's hoisting her up and, you know, she's got her blindfolded. Um, I thought I did like the Freddy's love death too, because they are trying to scare her, but I don't know. Like I just, I really like the flagpole death. I think it's a, at the point in time of when it was happening, I feel like it's more inventive than the Freddy's love at this point. So I got to go with the flagpole death. Nikki. Yeah, I, I really do love the Freddy Krueger death in the second one, but I do feel like they could have done more with that. Like they had something really cool, um, and when the flagpole death took place, I, <laughs> mm. no, you know, I'm going to go Freddy on this one, actually. I, I, I do feel like they could have done more with the Freddy death, but I think that it was cool how they set that up. And I do think the flagpole death is funny, but I, I got to stay to my roots with the, with part two. Carly? 
Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the flagpole death because I'm afraid of heights. And I think it's one of the more creative kills, honestly, in part three. Uh, it's simple, but not something that anyone else really thought to do before, like hoist someone up on a flagpole and then just drop them. So I got to go with that one. Heather? I agree. I, as much of a fan I am as Freddy, I don't actually like that whole scene with Freddy and Leatherface and Jason. I think it's too cheesy, personally. Uh, so it's like pool for me. Rebecca? Um, I really like the flagpole kill. Um, it's probably like my second favorite in part three. But I still kind of get the heebie-jeebies whenever his throat gets sliced with the, the glove. Uh, it looks good, and it just, oh, there's something about it got me. I would have to give it to Anthony, even though obviously flagpole is going through. All right, we have the trash bag <laughs> uh, lawnmower death from part three, or we have the Mac garbage truck death from part three. I'll start because I said that the flagpole was my second favorite kill in this. Uh, my first favorite kill is the lawnmower. I mean, it could have been gorier, but I just really love the idea. And I hate the whole idea of being buried, you know, just your head sticking out anyway. So I'm going to go with Lily, Munster, and uh, the lawnmower. Heather? Yeah, I don't remember the lawnmower at all. Uh, one bit. So I think just for the sake of that, I'm going to go with the Mack truck. Um, Nikki? I'm going to go with the lawnmower on this one. I thought that one was a fun scene. And, like, <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere. So lawnmower. Carly? Yeah, I too will go with lawnmower. I agree. I think it could have they could have made that really gory and it's kind of just like you don't really see much of anything, but I still really like it. So um, I'm going to go with that. I would have obviously went the Mack truck because I just love it. So <laughs> but uh, yeah. OK, so we have six left, it looks like or seven left. Sorry, um, we have the flagpole death and we have the lawnmower death oh <laughs> uh, so we know that rebecca is obviously going with the lawnmower death. lawnmower right yeah. already ranked them for you i personally love the flagpole death so i gotta go with that one heather flagpole i don't remember lawnmower at all so that tells you how memorable it was for me <laughs> <laughs> nikki I'm going with the lawnmower. Carly? I would actually go with flagpole just because it's like, I feel like it's simple, but you don't really need to see a bunch of gore for that one to be effective. So I would go with that one. All right. We have Unpure Coke versus Phoebe. Uh, with the... Who, Whacked with a branch and her tongue cut off. Mm. On pure coke. It's going to be blow no matter what for Heather. <laughs> I'm all Maybe. about the blow. I'm going on. I'm going with Phoebe on this one. I'm going to go with the blow too. Like I said, I, it's like my tongue is like whatever, but like anything up my nose, like I got to be able to breathe. I can live without a tongue. Uh, Carly. Yep. Coke. Okay. 
Uh, so reporter wins, but Phoebe would be my choice because it is the epic opening of my favorite movie ever. So. <laughs> all right, guys, we are to our top five. Should we just debate them all at this point? Yeah, we could do that and just rank them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's okay. a good idea, Lucy. Yeah. Wrap this up. All right. Wrap this bitch up. So those were a lot of fucking deaths. Did I get them all? Or did I miss any? I was, didn't even know about one of them. I couldn't remember it. So. There was only one that we didn't have, but it's kind of lame anyway. But it's the sheriff. Like, at the very end of part four, they show how she killed the sheriff and took over his identity and all that jazz. But oh, that wouldn't have Oh, I would have never even part. remembered that. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't really. So what, we, are, we are left with Allie, yeah. Judy. Yep. Flagpole deaths. Judy smothered with pillow with culinary in the badge, uh, shitty camper porta potty, the shit sisters, and unpure coke the reporter. All right, so I'm gonna advocate. Um, I'm trying to think of my least. I I think that um, I think the flagpole death is probably number five for me. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. Agree. Yeah, in terms I of do too. brutality, I would agree as well. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Okay, so flagpole is number five. All right, number four. Anybody want to advocate for number four? I'm going to say the blow. I, I like the blow, but if when we're comparing it to these five, that's my four. That's what I was going to say as well. I, I was going to put blow at number three, but I'm just happy that it's in the top five. So I'm willing to go with four. <laughs> blow. Yeah, I concur. Yeah, I agree. Um, based off of the other three that we have left, I think. Yeah. And then I believe that the shit sisters, um, I think mm-hmm. that they're number three here. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Agree, and yeah. now. All right. Um. Now here's the true battle. We're down to the top two. We have Allie versus Judy. I think no matter what, I will always think an iron to the pussy is worse than a fucking porta potty. So it's going to be porta potty two for me, iron and smothering number one. Okay, Rebecca. Uh, Allie's number one for me, and then Judy would be a very close second. Oh, okay. <coughs> Get- um... The dog agrees. For me, Allie is number one for me. There's nothing worse than, like, I do not want to die in shit. I know everybody, like, shits when they die. But, like, I don't want to die in other people's shit. Like, or- <laughs> like I, I just feel like that's the most degrading way for somebody to fucking go. So, and, yeah, I mean, the curling iron, it, it it's a brutal death. And I believe it has earned its spot. And it was in the first film. Um, but I believe it's. For me, uh, the worst death and best death out of almost any movie, any franchise, is by far Allie. I have to put her at number one. Nikki? Yeah, Allie is number one for me, and Judy is number two. Carly? When I really think about it, I do think the curling iron would be the most, like, physically painful to go through. But... I don't, I agree, like, I don't want to drown in shit, and then I don't want my body to then be found covered in, in shit, shit after, yeah, and be embarrassed that, like, my ghost would be like, oh, that's so humiliating that like, I went oh, out. Oh, you wouldn't be able to hang out with other ghosts because it yeah. would feel judged. Yeah, I hear you. Right, yeah, yeah like, my attractiveness would be out the 
Yeah. So I'm going to have to put that one as number one and then the curling iron as number two. Right. I respect All the majority. Right. <laughs> so our top five, um, we have the flagpole death from part three from um, part uh, number four is also from part three. The reporter with the blow. Um, number three is from part two with the shit sisters burned alive. Um, number two is Judy from the OG uh, with the curling iron and the badge. You guys say pussy, I say badge. Isn't that funny? I'm yeah. the only one that said pussy, actually. No, Carly said it too. <laughs> oh, did I she? Did. All right. But that word does like I have trouble saying the word pussy. It like really grosses me out. <laughs> yeah, so. I can't do it. Like I can't do it. I was yeah. like, that's why I was like, can I screenshot this? Like I really want to, but like, is it too going too far? Like that, right, you yeah. know? <laughs> like how far is too far? It's our fucking podcast. We'll say pussy and dicks and dicklets. We'll say whatever. And and tittles. And then number one, you've been a shitty friend in a shitty camp rally, but you're our number one death. And now it's time for the happy camper song. Oh! Oh! Don't forget the hand motions. That's right. Oh, the happy camper. camper. I love the song. We're fucking terrible. I know the happy, I know the like dirty version better, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I love All the All right, guys. Are you guys pleased with our outcome of the desk? Yeah. Yeah. Solid yeah. list. Yeah, I feel like we kind of knew our shit there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. all right guys and that wraps up our pillow fight debate and when we come back we will be doing our feature presentation on the comedy horror film cheerleader camp go fight win every year the finalists for the miss cheerleader usa contest travel to this secluded camp there is no going back For some, it'll be the crowning achievement of their lives. I'm gonna win that queen contest. Nerves are on edge. There's something eating at everybody, right? Ever since we've been here, it's never a good night. Jealousies are exposed. And hatreds explode. This year, something evil has come over. The contestants. She shows I'm gonna kill her. The instructors. You're a mascot. Not a human. The judges and the hired help. How you die. Something is about to make them all victims of bloody pom pom. Start with Allison. She's so fine. Well, look at her long or you'll go blind. Next is Pam, and we'll tell you this, she ain't no sham. She comes out with a fam. Next is Ronnie, she acts kind of funny. Steal your heart, but not your money. Can't forget Teresa, she's got what it takes. Putting her on this team was no mistake. Last is Lori, this is her story. She's our gator, you'll be seeing her later. Bloody pom-poms. We gotta walk out of here. It's at least 40 miles. Finally, something to die for.
And now, our feature presentation. And welcome back to our feature presentation. This time, we are covering... What year did this movie come out? 1988. We are covering 1988's Cheerleader Camp. Now, this personally was a first-time watch for me, and um, it is not at all what I expected. So I, for some reason, I thought it was going to be something like, based off of the poster, I thought it was going to be like a mix of like Evil Dead meets Return to Horror High, potentially. Um, but yeah, it was it was not at all what I thought it was going to be. Um, so... I had no prior relationship other than seeing the poster at the movie store. Um, yeah, that's about all I had. So that's why I wanted to cover it for this. Um, Heather, what's your relationship with it? I uh, went through a, a series, a, a phase of time where I watched a lot of 1980s films, uh, particularly slashers. And I saw this on YouTube and I was like, oh man, cheerleader camp. It's going to be so good. It's fine. It's average at best. I know Dave C, this is one of your top slashers and main you know, with respect to you, I just find the characters are so generically ripped off of Sleepaway Camp and every other camp slasher. Like, you have the asshole boyfriend who <laughs> goes from not being an asshole to being an asshole to not being an asshole. You have the the nice, neat girl who's the mascot that just wants to be accepted. You have, like, just such stereo- like average people. And I think the kills are fine, but I don't think anything special. Honestly, to me, it's a very average summer movie. Carly? Um, this was a first-time watch for me as well, and I really didn't know anything about it. I had seen the cover before, and unless, like, I'm going crazy, I couldn't find it on YouTube. But I think there's, like, a promo or, you know, an old trailer where it's, like, actually, like, the skeleton cheerleading. I could have sworn I saw that at a drive-in that JP and I went to before, and he says the same thing, but... Other than that, I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I knew it was a slasher, so I knew that's what I was getting into at least. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of with Heather. I feel like it's a very generic kind of slasher. But I do find it interesting because it came out in 88, so it feels like it's six years too late to the party. Yes, and good point, Carly. At the same time, it feels like it's from the early 80s. Like, it's weird. It actually mm-hmm. feels like it would have came out in 1981 or something just the look of it and the cheesy dialogue and some of it, like it doesn't feel like a late eighties slasher. So there's that too, if that's good or bad, I don't know. But um, I think the dialogue in it is rather ridiculous at times. I should have wrote stuff down for this one. Cause I can't really think of any examples, but just some of it is so bad, especially towards the end when stuff really goes down. And I do feel it kind of slogs a little bit for me in the middle. Like, I dug the beginning and I dig the ending, but in the middle portions, I kind of get a little bit bored with it. Um, I watched this one twice because I watched it early on, and then I watched it again last night, so it would be, like, more in my memory at this point. But, yeah, it was definitely interesting. I thought it was a fun time, but I didn't think it was, you know, groundbreaking or great or anything like that. Nikki? Yeah, this was a first-time watch for me as well. I watched it with Lacey, and I the beginning scene really um, stood out to me with the cheer where she's like, go, go, fight, fight, who's going to win tonight? Like, it just kind of reminded me of high school, and it, it took me back to some of the silly cheers that we would, like, recite with one another. So I think it did a good job in that sense. But the best part, 
about this film was watching it with Lacey and Lacey's actual commentary. <laughs> like Lacey, <laughs> Lacey, I mean, I personally found it hard to follow a lot of what was going on in this film because it did jump around a lot. But like Lacey kept checking to see how much longer we had in the film. And she's like, is this fucking over? I'm dying. I hate this film. <laughs> like, like, I mean, and it was it was fun to experience it with her just because, you know, being sisters and whatnot, it was fun to laugh at it. Um, one of the most uh, funny scenes that I thought was cool from the, the film was when the, the mascots have a dance party. I thought that that was <laughs> interesting. Ball. It was just, it was just, like, so random for, like, a cheerleader film. But, I mean, you know, they have mascots. So it was kind of cool to uh, give credit to some different mascots and have them, like, break dance on the floor. And, yeah, it was just, I mean, not, like, a favorite film that I will definitely return to. But it was a fun first-time watch and probably only watch. <laughs> Rebecca? Now, I'm on a little different side. I've seen this movie. Uh, this isn't like one of those super frequent watches, but I've probably at least seen it like eight, ten times. Um, the things I remember about it and the things that I love about it, though, and I do, I like the movie a lot, but the things that I, my takeaways are not, not the kills. So, like, when the mascots have to eat lunch through their masks, That's like that. That's so stupid. <laughs> And then when we have the the lady who runs it and the sheriff, you know, and they're redoing like high school shit, you know, and then like, and then the tape gets leaked and the kids are all like, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. Like, I love how they come up with this spontaneous cheer. And I, I do have to give credit to my child, Jamie, who said, I said, I just love it when they, like, they all like band together to start making fun of them and come up with this cheer. And Jamie said, it's like Twitter if it were a pep rally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so, um, and also Betsy Russell's hair, by the way, I want that curly, curly, curly shit to come back. I love her hair. But those are the things that I love about it. Um, they're not really the kills. I don't remember a whole lot of the kills. So, no, yeah, this, this movie, is, this, this is like, it's as good as 80s cheese, maybe not good as an 80s cheese slasher. Yes. No, the reason that this is probably on Dave's top 50 slashes of all times is because it's probably all boobs and no kill. There is a lot of boobies. There's more boobs than there are kills. He does like that girl that plays Jill Tuck from Saw, I know. What is that, Betsy Russell? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. she's the lead. I was, like, blown away when I realized that was her. I was like, holy crap, this is so random. But, um, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I feel like I watched it again because I couldn't remember the kills a lot. And I was like, well, gee, it's a slasher. I should make sure I know what I'm talking about. And I feel like I still don't remember the kills. I remember all the stupid shit that was going on in the movie <laughs> as opposed to that. Yeah. So it's definitely cheesy. Like that girl giving roll call and she's like, she's like a simple here would be just fine. And then that girl's like a simple here or something like that. <laughs> a present or whatever. It's just so ridiculous. Um, so I do like it for that, but as a slasher, I don't think it's that strong. Um, I did like the fact that, uh, the name of the camp, so, like, I mean, obviously we just watched a bunch of camp movies for this episode, um, but I liked the name of the camp of this one, Camp Hurrah. 
Yes. Yeah, I love good, how generic the t-shirts are. It's just iron-on letters on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, so Leif Garrett, like, everybody talks about him. So, like, I knew that he was, like, a heartthrob, like, growing up or something. So, but I couldn't remember, like, what he had done that was, like, so noteworthy. So I went to his IMBD, and I still can't fucking find anything that would make him... <laughs> He was—he really was just like one of those teenage heartthrob kind of guys. I think I want to say he had a song or two. Oh, I think he had a song or two. I mean, he was an actor. Um, yeah, yeah, he's a singer. Um, you know, he had—he had all the drug abuse things. Um, didn't they do a? Didn't he get a reality show at one point or something? Uh, I don't know. Was he on like the surreal life? He was on one of the, yeah, one of those things. But, yeah, I mean, he was just, he was a cute guy who sang, you know. I think he started as an actor. I mean, because, like, we were talking before about Devil Times Five. Um, He was in that. He was very young. He was probably maybe 10, 11 in that. Um, And he has a full, not just a full head of hair. He has the thickest hair ever. So to see him with the receding hairlines by the time he's 25, (laughs) it's a little bizarre. (laughs) Yeah, this guy looks rough now. He looks ru- really yeah, Nikki, rough now. Nikki looked him up and she's like, well, this is what this guy looks like now. And she was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And he didn't I look like, good then either. I mean, he he, no, he definitely. I don't find him attractive at all. I thought he looked like a 40-year-old guy in the movie. I thought he looked much older than the girls in the film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. The uh, character um, I found likable was Tim, the big guy. He was yeah, the one character yeah, that, that I actually found like I thought he was funny. There the one that fooled everybody. Yeah, and like when he's like <laughs> with the girls at the cheer, like I felt like where Brett Brent would go back and forth, like the conversation he has with whatever faces Pam, where he's like, "You're just a flirt and a tease. You're not actually gonna go." Like it was just so fucking stereotypical bullshit. And I did enjoy the two, like, insert two creepy old men here that are randomly at the camp. I don't know what their jobs were. They were just fucking there. Um, and I did enjoy the twist at the ending. Like we, we all knew who the actual killer was. Like you would have to never seen a horror movie before in your life to know <laughs> who the fucking killer was. But I, I did enjoy her doing the little cheer at the end and framing Allison. I, I felt like there were pockets of light in this movie just pieced together. Like it had 18 writers and none of them talked to each other and they all wrote separately and then decided <laughs> to make a script together. Like that's what it felt like. It, it had the potential to be much better than it was. And that's a shame. Okay. Uh, so looking this up, uh, Lucinda Dickey, who played Corey, she was born in 1960 as was uh, Travis McKenna, who played Tim, uh, Betsy Russell, Who's the curly haired girl? She actually was born in '63. Leif Garrett actually was born in '61. He is the third youngest of the of the. Yeah, that that shows you how much drugs, how many drugs he did when he was a kid. Because man, he looked way older, way fucking older. Poor guy. Yeah, I mean, he did this movie and uh, like he's adjusting his junk and like trying to stuff it with a sock and (laughs) (laughs) you know I was. Like, I didn't realize that's what he was doing at first. Like, he's just, like, playing with his junk on screen, it looked like. And then I realized he was stuffing it. It reminded me of uh, just one of the guys. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I Do you think guys really ever, like, do you have you ever known any guy to, like, actually stuff his pants? No. 
and not no, that. No. I mean, I've never met anybody either. I stuffed my bra once when I was a kid. Um. Yeah, I know girls that did that. Look, I never did like when I was like out in public. Like I was, I was like eight or something, and you know, and Nikki probably tells the story better than I do. Well, I don't know. I I thought it, now thinking back on it, it just seems mean. <laughs> <laughs> it seems it seems so mean. I, did 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 this happen to you in public around a no. lot of people? Well, we had people over at the at our house with mom. Was it just done like in front? Was it just done in front of me? Was there someone uh, else there? No, I think I think grandma and grandpa were there actually. <laughs> Oh no. Oh man. It, okay. Well. This sounds better than cheerleader camp. Tell yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My our mom was very like, she was pretty detail oriented, and she, I don't know, she's like looking at Lacey, like just kept looking at her, and just like walked up to her, and like I mean, it, it drew attention to Lacey, and you could see that she has like this mound like in the middle of her chest here, and and, and my mom, she just goes and she like. Like she pats it down, like pats it down, and then like the the toilet paper come up through the shirt and oh, she like no. pulled it out. She pulled it out in front of everybody. It just no, out. no, but she didn't pull it out. She like lifted my shirt and it fell out. It oh, fell out onto the floor, and I was just like, <laughs> there goes my boobies. And now I like now like I don't have to have that problem at all. Like like I was the flattest chested person like ever like so maybe that's why like I get a kick out of my boobs now I don't know but people I used to get made fun of like in junior high um for being so flat chested guys would pretend that they were blind and put their hands down on the table and they'd be like Lacey is that you because the table's flat and they'd call me pancakes and yeah so I definitely uh that was probably why I was looking at stuff in my bra at that point, but I never did because I was like, okay, people are gonna know I'm stuffing my bra if one day they're calling me pancakes and the next day I show up with Right, it. right. yeah. Oh, just... yeah. But it, I I think it's funny and you know, obviously I got boobs now, so whatevs. Dude, when I was in school it was, I, girls were weird. Like they made fun of you for like getting boobs too early on because like I got some early on, so I'm wearing a training bra and everything, and then people were like, They were uh, jealous, please. Carly. That's why they made fun of you. Yeah, well, and then I remember <laughs> I, I went to a sleepover, you. and, like, I, like, went to go to sleep with my bra off, because I'm not wearing that to sleep. I don't care how old I am. And they're like, ew, you sleep with your bra off? Like, you're at a sleep, but, like, they're like... Who sleeps with their bra on? I know. I was like, yeah. And well, then I girls just... don't wear bras, so they don't even know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's right. And I've, I've always Fuck said, no one, you never want to be the first kid to hit a milestone, and you never want to be the last one. True. Yeah, way. exactly. You have to, like, fit into the mold, like everything else in school. Can I just say <laughs> that we'd rather talk about our boob development than this movie? I pretty much highlighted all, the, all the best parts, yeah, uh, just in about a three-second little <laughs> synopsis, but. Well, like yeah. Vicky said, I was literally pausing it, like, and looking to see how much time was left. I was like, it's only been 10 more minutes. <laughs> That's yeah, at 34 minutes. Yeah, 34 minutes in, it felt like an hour had already gone by. Like, that seemed like, and, and yeah, talking about the kills, it, it took a long time for people to get killed in this film. Like, I, I think there 
wasn't more than like three or four deaths in this. Yeah, film. it wasn't a high death. Yeah, not, not at all. a lot. And you didn't see most of them because it was supposed to be shrouded. And you know who was who's the killer? You know, so you didn't really see anything. I didn't get like the fact that she's having nightmares. Like, <laughs> um, I, it was Freddy Krueger yeah. pom poms. I read the synopsis, and I guess part of the storyline was that she thought she had a split personality. Like, oh, okay, that uh-huh. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that wasn't really explained that well. I don't no, think anything this movie at all. I did like the, the nightmares. Yeah. I, I yeah. like to do it again, do it again when yeah. like her boyfriend's fucking that other chick. I thought that was like not funny. I thought it was entertaining. And I thought the dance off with the mass talks were great. Like, that was great. The, the chicken, the gator. Like, I thought that was yeah. cheesy fun. But it's like, as I said, little lights of, oh, that's not too bad thrown into a movie where I was like, what was the point? (laughs) I did like the bear trap to the face. Yes, yes, that was a good one. And the, um, oh God, what was it? Uh, Getting run over into a tree. I liked that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was something notable, um, I guess. I like the shears in the back. Oh, shears to the mouth, yeah. Yeah, that that was me. I I enjoyed that one. But I did not overall enjoy this movie. No. Do you guys have anything else you want to say about, should we talk about, like, the ending, maybe? The only thing I have to say is, why was, like, those chicks being such a bitch to Corey, who was the mascot? Like, I don't get, first of all, Corey was better looking than a lot of them, so they were just jelly. Yeah. And what the fuck is wrong with being a mascot? Like, they actually referred to it's, her as mascot the entire time, and it was the dumbest shit I've ever right. seen. Is it's this like an American was- thing? Social hierarchy it okay. is what it is. I mean, it, it okay. makes sense. I've never questioned that once because, yeah, you're right. She's prettier than most of them. But, yeah, <laughs> but she's not cool enough to be a cheerleader. I never knew a female mascot. Like, um, my time growing up, it was always a dude that was in the mascot costume. Yeah. And I think it was actually one of Nikki's ex-boyfriends. Oh, Nikki Ooh, dated the mascot. I did. Ooh. He did a solid job. <laughs> Tell us more. Nikki. He was awesome. Did you ever bang him with the head on? Band. Yeah. Did he guys role play? Yeah. What was no. his mascot costume? He was. Um. We have a Iowa basketball team here, and there's a mascot named Serge. He played Serge in at the basketball games. What Serge is like, supposed to be? What is what is the mascot though? Like actually, like I think it was like it was like a bird. Like with a, he had like a head with a beak, and <laughs> and he would get out there and he would dance it. Like yeah, that doesn't sound like an interesting. Did role you guys play. ever get kinky no, no. with, with Surge? No, but for Halloween we did dress up as uh, Bert and Ernie, and that was a lot of fun at a Halloween party. But that was about it. That story sounds more entertaining than this. One. Yes. <laughs> there are some interesting photos from that night. Did you done? Did you bang as Bert and Ernie though? Is the question. Oh, After the are, but there, no, but there are photos of us in compromising positions. Oh, oh, nice. Did you nice. did you take a bubble bath with a rubber ducky? No. <laughs> rubber ducky, you're the one for me. Yeah. No. <laughs> Um, I like the that, you know, Betsy Russell's character was obviously, like, set up by Corey. Um, I did like that. Um, but I feel like she would have been able to explain more what was going on. This movie was really convoluted for me. I don't see how it's on anybody's top 15, top 50 of anything. <laughs> Dave Z, I'm looking at you. Um, 
Like, I, no, um, like, the story is just not cohesive, like, at all for me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get into the rating for me. Oh, God. Um, I'll go 1.5. I did not enjoy this movie. I don't get it. I do not get it. I'm sorry. Like, I, that, the poster is a total five. The poster is phenomenal, fantastic. Like, I want that on my fucking wall. Yeah. But, and I like how, like, you can see, like, like you get a little bit of boobage on the poster. It's kind of cool. Like, but, and the, I don't know. It just was not at all what I was expecting. I like my slashers to be, like, a storyline. And this one was just, like, kind of all fucking over the place. 1.5. Heather? Um, yeah, I, there's some redeeming parts of it. There's some characters I liked. I liked Tim. I liked Corey. I did mine, Allison. I enjoyed the dream sequences. I'm floating between a 2.5 and a 3, but I think I'll so, I'll settle on a 2.5. Carly? Um, I think I'll, I'll give it a 3, I think, because I did enjoy it. I did think it had a lot of problems, but I still had fun with it. Um, it's not one that I would put on replay, like something like Sleepaway Camp or anything like that, but I thought it was fine for what it was, so I'd give it a 3 for just like a one and done, well, I guess at this point, two times and done, watch. Oh, it gets a 1.5 from me for Leif Garrett's scream at the end. Um, <laughs> Rebecca? Um, I think that I have the benefit of having watched this when I was younger. Um, so I think maybe I've got a little more nostalgia, plus I was a cheerleader. So there was a little bit of that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go in, I'm, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to give it a 3.5, because I think it's fun. Just not really, uh, not a great slasher, though. Nikki? Yeah, this this film had a lot of fun moments in it. Um, but as I was watching it, I just found it really hard to follow the storyline as it did jump around a lot. And it did make for a memorable experience watching it with Lacey. That was a lot of fun. So it's definitely not going to be something that I 100% forget. Um, But I definitely just... It's definitely not a film that you're supposed to take seriously. It's supposed to be a horror comedy where you laugh and you just appreciate it for what it is. And it's definitely not the worst film I have ever seen in my life. So I'm going to go with a 2.5 out of 5. Wow, that's really high for you. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so that concludes our feature. Or Did Carly rate it? Yeah, I gave it, yeah, yeah, Carly gave it a 3. Oh, I was like going to say, like, I'm sorry. I just want to be done talking about this stupid fucking movie. <laughs> um, and I picked We it. should have Lacey and Dave debate this movie. I would. I oh, would that, debate oh that's yeah. What oh, do you yeah. like? Uh, I really fun. am curious. Yeah, we um, could do a side sleepover. Right? Sidebar sleepover. Yeah. Sneak <laughs> in. Um, yeah. So, what do you guys have coming up? Rebecca. Ah. Uh, same old, same old. Um, uh, I'm just trying to trudge through life right now and uh, get my movie Tin Roof put together. Nice. Carly? Um, on His and Hers, we just reviewed Cruella the other night, so that should be out soon. Um, and like I said earlier, I'm working on a short for that anthology, so hopefully we'll have that all wrapped up by 
the end of this month. And other than that, I don't really have anything. Well, um, you know, I'm going to be on the summer series as well coming up here. So that'll be recording in July, though. But other than that, that's about it for podcasting. Nikki? I have a YouTube channel called Foresight Channeler where I give intuitive card readings and I channel messages in movies, books, and music, TV shows. If that's something you're interested in, come, you know, head on over and check it out. And you actually talked about maybe going live and doing um, a couple live readings in the slumber party group. Yeah, I thought about doing some free readings in the group, so. That'd be cool. Yeah. Heather? You can listen to me on the Friday Nightmares podcast on the Legion Network and Cards Up and Controllers Cards Up Controllers Up Cards Down, the All Star <laughs> Gaming podcast on the Legion Network as well. And I'm Cut to the Chase. They're here. Obviously, Summer Party Massacre. Um, cut to the Cartoon Commentary. Skip to the Lou. Uh, oh, Skip to the Lou. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of interviews over there. Um, so, yeah, check those out. A um, bunch of content uh, dropping on the feed. So, um, and again, because uh, there's been much confusion about where our feed is at, it is undercut to the chase. <laughs> and um, if you see a reel, um, you know, I think that's what it's, is that what it's called, a reel? It says cut to the chase on it, and it's like a bloody thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so. yeah. Or a slate. It's a slate. Slate. Sorry. Yeah. Slate. Yeah. So, if you see that, you're in the right place. So, yeah. And please come over um, and join us um, in our Facebook group. Uh, we have a lot of fun over there. And for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm Lacey Liu and the Slumber Party Gals. Peace out. Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye. Later. Later.